0: It's time for the Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin.
1: And for the Kid, I am El Jefe with your Hideout Minutes. Last week, we discussed The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And J-Dub said how he wished he could go and watch that nude with a man. We also discussed, too, whether or not saying the N-Bomb is okay. And Dub said he only says that while watching gay porn. We found out a reason hey, hey, to hey, love hey. And video games. Uh, we found out a reason to love PETA. Dubs brought back his bedtime thoughts, mm-hmm. which includes uh, snuggling with men. And uh, calling them N-word. And finally, <laughs> a dumb jam poetry. And that's what we did last week in a hideout. Now you're up to date. In for the kid McLovin. I am El Jefe. Bring the
0: ship up to broadcast. The We're going in. Passing you into FM. The hideout. I False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber I Wake up, an eye is upon you Staring straight down and keenly through Seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be I Yes, an eye is upon you An eye ready to blink I know. So face forward with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The hideout. It is an FM, Jerry Springer freak their shoveled to the lowest common denominator. Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and very loyal fan base. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry.
2: The
0: Hideout. Either you're with us or you're guests. The Hideout starts now. Be
2: somebody!
1: Be somebody! What's new? What what are you doing, kid? Ah, what's new? Welcome into The Hideout. Hefe and Dub's with you on a Saturday night. Rolling until 9, this is your safe place here in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. No need for real names. Don't worry about any of that. For the next three hours, we get to be somebody and talk the way we like to talk. And we can talk to each other, but it's really a lot of fun when we talk to you.
3: 800-636-1067. That's 800-636-1067. You can find all kinds of ways to get a hold of us on the hideout page. On WJFK.com, as well as the podcaster up there. There's a lot of. Um it's it's becoming a roadmap to the show. There is biographies. You can find out a little bit more about us right there on wjfk.com. We have the AOL Instant Messenger up where you can go up there and hit us up on the internet. It's a very futuristic show. Hideout Radio is a screen name on the AOL
1: Instant Messenger. The only problem is I can't log into the Pal Talk. Ask yeah. people on the Instant Messenger if they if they're having problems getting into Pal Talk too. All right. uh, because I, for whatever, every time I try to go in and log in where you can see some video of the show mm-hmm. while also chat as well, uh, it's not working for me. I don't know why. It tells me it's uh, the login server's too busy right now. So ask everyone on the Instant Messenger to see if PalTalk do. is down. Otherwise, you, him, me, next three hours. Uh, it's good to be with you guys again on a Saturday night. How hey. you? Oh, by the way, our boys are not here. Uh-huh. The Kid McLovin' is not here. He is, let me get this correct, he is on a date. I'm sorry. Um, he is spending the night with two other guys in a hotel out of town. <laughs> That's the reason he said he couldn't be here. Really? It's related to training camp for the NFL, but the main thing I got out of it was I got a hotel room with two other dudes. Oddly enough, it's related to training camp, but those guys have him wearing a
3: training bra and throwing empty beer cans at him.
1: Uh, the sa- awesome. The satchel in- patch is also not here tonight. Should we try to call him? Because I'm not really sure on why he's not here. Yeah, I would actually like an explanation. We'll do that a little bit later yeah. on in the show. I don't even know that he would answer. But he should. Um, you know who else we might want to call tonight, too? We may actually want to do some house-cleaning calls to this evening, Dubs. Uh Yesterday was my little brother's birthday. Ah. And I completely forgot.
3: I forgot about my dad's, too. Remember when I remembered
1: it on the air that day? Yeah. I forgot immediately after, after and called him the next day. <laughs> so, I... I don't know, I almost want to ask him, am I the worst big brother on earth? Because I have a feeling that I probably am. But other than that, we got a lot to do with you. So again, if you want to hop into the hideout, eight hundred six three six one oh six seven. Did you have a good week? Uh, it wasn't bad. It was
3: uh, it was all right. Um long. It does feel like a long time since we've been sitting in here in the hideout, but it's only been a week. Right. But yeah, I mean it was
1: it was pretty good. I tell you what, there was no shortage of stuff that went down this week. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, we got news-wise, personal life, a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. I want to start off with this. All right. Now, let me ask you. Mm -hmm. Before you die, before you die, do you think you're going to be the kind of guy that's really, like, you're ready to leave this earth? You're ready just to go out, see ya, I did my time. Or do you think, like, if you get lung cancer, which you probably will, will, you are going to be holding on to the very end?
3: Um, I will probably. I I like to think that I'm ready to go at any time, but I'm not. I'm 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 a coward. Um, and I would like to live as long as possible. So, I think I would do those those terribly, uh, pathetically, um, desperate things of having a false lung put in and breathing out of a trach ring. It would be it would be pathetic. Me going out, I'd go limping. Hey, quick
1: question: Are you recording? Yeah. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure, because I, I, I didn't I didn't check it beforehand. Now I got to think I'm the same way. I got to think I'm the kind of guy that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna want to die. Like every once in a while, I sit there and I think about my mortality, mm-hmm. and it freaks me out a little bit. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, I'll just pop in my head and I'll think, you know what? I'm gonna die, and
3: I I have a here's my biggest fear, and this is why I'm not an organ donor.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I have a feeling that your body will die. But your mind will still be there, registering pain and everything. You'll be screaming, but you won't be able to convey anything. This is and not they'll be a,
1: embalming you. This and, is not an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, it, That's the only place you ever see that happen. No,
3: I. Well, it did happen on a Tales from the Crypt episode, but that just
1: reaffirmed my fears of yeah, this could happen. Uh, you are a sissy. That's not the reason that I, I'm afraid of dying. Mm-hmm. I'm just afraid of dying because I don't know how the world will go on without me. I fear for the rest of the world more so than I, I feel know, for myself. I
3: don't know how many times I hear, I'm a genius, from you all week.
1: Oh, hey, my hey. goodness, you have no idea how brilliant I am. I think you're finally beginning to understand that. No. All right, so I bring this up because there was an execution mm-hmm. here in our fine state of Virginia. Uh, earlier this week, a guy by the name of Christopher Emmett, 36-year-old dude who apparently beat up a guy with a lamp, stole his money, killed him uh, for, for some cocaine, mm-hmm. okay? Crack cocaine. So anyway, he is about to be put to death, and the governor uh, declined to intervene, so it's time for him to die. Yeah. So you know you always get some kind of last words? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what Emmett says: Tell my family and friends I love them. Tell the governor he just lost my vote. <laughs> I like that, running a bit to the end. And then he says, y'all hurry this along. I'm dying to get out of here. (laughs) Just pulling puns out at him. Yeah. I love it. See, and I wonder if I I would like to think that I would have the cajones to just kind of, like, I will always remember this guy because his last two sentences were jokes. You know what I mean? So I think it would almost make, like, in a sense, okay, in a sense, you wonder if the family is upset. Mm. You know, here's this guy making a mockery of this. Then on the other hand, though, you got to think, does that make his family almost kind of feel better? That he wasn't afraid to die.
3: He went out, you know, kind of joking like he always did. I, I hate when people try to be profound on their dying moments and say something that everybody will remember. Because, honestly, most people don't have a lot to say and won't uh, be profound in their last moments. Right. You just look like an ass. But we can't see. you look like an ass because you're about to die. This guy, he knew what was going on. He knew he wasn't going to say anything, world and life changing. So he just uh, threw a few jokes out there.
1: It's fabulous. It really is kind of cool. You know, when you, when you think about it. Now, again, I was the guy probably deplorable? You know, what sure. he did? Was well, it wrong? I mean, it obviously this
3: other guy had crack cocaine to steal
1: no no no. he's he was he beat him up so he could steal his money to buy crack cocaine okay okay i
3: was going to say this seems like a a offense that wouldn't get the death penalty normally
1: right but uh, anyway so there you go that's the guy getting out you know not on his terms Mm -hmm. but almost turning it into his own thing then there was another story that happened at george washington university hospital Did you hear about this one where the guy wanted to commit suicide. Okay. Okay, so he's standing out there, cops are trying to talk him out of it. Then they finally talk him out of it, he turns and he falls and he just and he like he falls. I think it was how many stories? I got to see how many stories he fell. Did he live? Um he last I saw and I'm trying to find an update of it. I think he fell 5 stories. He was in critical condition, but I don't know if he has died since. I don't know if any I'm trying to find this info. I was on the Washington Post seeing if I could figure this out. Uh, and uh, there's not anything going on. But if anyone knows if this dude lived or not, I'd really like to know.
3: Um, Hey, and uh, by the way, for something we were talking about a little bit earlier, pal talk is down for everybody.
1: Okay, I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't my computer Mm. and the virus that you gave it. So, uh, now let me ask you this. I'm thinking about the two of these. Okay. These two of these stories where this guy wanted to commit suicide, then didn't want to, then falls and turns into this whole ordeal. He was meant to die. Well... Even beyond that, well, you know, you're kinda right, it's almost mm-hmm. like it was supposed to happen. But I look at the way the one dude goes out in the execution, where they're putting in the shots. Yep. You know what I mean? Then I look at the other guy who wants to die. He wants to die. But you know, he's you got police officers there and you're blocking off traffic there on New Hampshire, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking it is seriously time for us in America to have suicide shops. We need to have... Dr. Kevorkian was right. This dude that's trying to jump off the building at George Washington uh, University Hospital, Mm. he should have been able to walk into some place, probably set up in Northeast, take some shots, and just go out. What a moron. Who goes to a hospital to commit suicide? Well, he was
3: already there. Yeah, but if you're going to uh, make it out alive when you commit suicide
1: anywhere, it would be at a hospital. Let's walk a few blocks away. Apparently he was there from a car accident that happened earlier in the week, and so he was still there. And why he wanted to commit suicide, they still don't know yet.
3: Was he was he uh, the person who caused the accident? Maybe a drunken driving. That's the only thing I can think of. And he didn't want to go through the, the BS that they put you through whenever you uh, get into any kind of uh, accident like that.
1: That's not that's the that's not around that's in the story. Speculation. Cycle. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that wasn't in the post. So anyway, though, I'm looking at the two of these things, and would you agree with me or not that it is now time for us here in America to have suicide shops so that we can – you you can have the right as an American to leave this earth the way you want to? 800-636-1067. I think at the
3: very least we should let people go. Uh, if we aren't going to set up shops for them to do it, at least let them do it um,
1: and don't block traffic over it. They pulled a mattress over. You think instead... What is this, a 1950s cartoon? And he partially landed on it, and I guess that's why he's not completely dead. Instead, should they have just pulled over a dumpster? And it's like, (laughs) all right, jump into this, let us break some glasses and throw some nails in there, and we're just going to help you out. You know what I mean? It's like people have come to the decision, I want to end my time on this earth. Why are we trying to extend it so much? Why why do we feel like life is just so valuable?
3: You know what I mean? Why do we think that our lives should affect other people's lives, even in death. I mean, if you're going to commit suicide, I know this guy was already at the hospital, blah, blah, blah. But why not go someplace where you aren't going to dr- uh, block rush hour traffic? I don't buy it that these people actually want to kill themselves at this point. It's attention. Yeah, it's an attention thing. I, I think the people who, who crawl off into the woods alone and shoot themselves in the head, those people are serious about suicide. The people who jump off into uh, traffic...
1: Man, I'm serious. I think if you're going to try to commit suicide, you should also try to accomplish something along the way. And by that, I mean, why don't you just hop in to the ocean, uh, hop into the Potomac, whatever you want to do, and just start swimming. And if you make it, then who knows, you make it to Africa, but otherwise you die and you go out and
3: away. You are on WJFK, Manassas, Washington, D.C., uh, that w- was forgot to be done uh, on top, so there we go.
1: Good job, Sideshow. 800 uh, 636 and you're in the hideout with Hefe and Dubs and 106.7 WJFK. So we're keeping people mm. from dying, all right? But then on the other hand, you've got some scientists that are saying, dude, we may have it where women are going to live until the age of 100, which, ugh. And then not only that. What's
3: more annoying than a woman? An old woman. They have they have a world of experience and stories, but they can't convey them. They're annoying. And then not they want to play Uno all the time. But then Beat it!
1: Not only that, dude. They're also saying not only will these women live, you're probably going to be able to give birth at the age of one hundred. Who is going to have sex with these women? <laughs> they don't even have to have sex anymore. That's part of the whole deal. The other thing they what, say are people- they going to hold hands together like it's uh, Demolition Man? <laughs> I forgot about that. The other thing they say, though, it's going to become common now so that you can design your child's hair color, intelligence, height, give them disease-free genes. And so I'm sitting here looking at this like we already got way too many people on this earth. Mm. We're trying to keep people from leaving it when they want to. And then we're extending the lives of people that should not be alive. And we're helping, in addition to that, procreate. Well, should we?
3: Okay, I, I I do like the advances in science and the ability to extend life, but should you have to apply for that extension? I think you should have to take a test and show what uh, positive influences you're going to give to the later generations on why you should get whatever special pill or special uh, organs or whatever. Uh, you know. W- What are you going to bring to the table if we give you this extra life?
1: I like the idea of applying, and let me tell you why. Earlier, uh, like the New York Times or somebody did this article about this 99-year-old woman, okay, 99-year-old woman, about to be 100, Mm -hmm. all right? So she needs a new pacemaker. Medicare spends $35,000 so that this woman can get a new pacemaker so that she can live an extra four, five, six years. You know what I mean? And, again, what has she contributed other than just being around? You know, yeah. I love the idea of applying. She's a house plant. Uh, I mean, think about it. I mean, I just want you to think about, like, mm-hmm. some of the people that maybe have been sick and maybe you they want to go forth and apply so that they can extend their life. For example, Patrick Swayze, would you allow him, because he's got the liver cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Would you allow him and encourage him to be like, all right, We'll let you come through, but that's really because we want to see Dirty Dancing 3.
3: Yeah, that's the only way I would let him through is if he signed to do Dirty Dancing 3, because I think there's a lot of loose ends that didn't get uh, tied up in Havana Nights. 800-636-106. <laughs> How dare you know that. Let's go to line one, Jesse and Dumfries. Jesse, you're in the hideout. What's up? And Okay, all these people that really need to commit suicide or
0: that they want to commit suicide, I think they should uh, make it... Available to to go like to a farm or whatever to where they can have their organs harvested. So somebody else,
3: you know, gets uses, a little life out of it. Yeah, something. And or if they want, they can sell
0: it and have the money transferred to their loved ones.
1: Do you like the idea of a suicide shop? I mean, you, you're thinking more a suicide farm, but it doesn't seem stupid to you, my man, that we're keeping people who from dying who really want to die.
3: Uh, and then there's those people that you know are bad people that you know that have a heart attack and you know
0: and we help them live and they can still be another bad person forever you know
1: or you know right there in prison maybe the random person who keeps having issues with blood clots and hearts and also designing wars but anyway you know that's neither here nor there hey thank you for the phone call my man if you want to step into the hideout 800-636-1067 um... So anyway, yeah, it's just it's a funny situation where you got these set up, and I look at these two, and I'm like, we're going in the completely wrong direction, mm-hmm. and pretty soon it's gonna be like that stupid Ethan Hawk movie where you can choose what your kid, what you kid, you what, what you want them to look like, hair color,
3: uh, you know, body type, everything. It'll be like a, it'll be like a, a build your own menu. You know, have you ever been to a Build-A-Bear? It, it, you'd be Placing
1: limbs on these kids like you're uh, at a, at a kid store. Here's the interesting question: If you're a black family and you could choose, would you choose to have your kid be white? If you could do that, just knowing the heartache and everything that you've gone through, would you then say, "You know what? I wanted it to be an easier life for my kid. I want them to be white because this is a racist world." Or would you uh,
3: want them to be white and then abort it immediately just so you can have a little payback?
1: That's my deal. This is payback for <laughs> 300 years of oppression. Take that cracker. That Yeah, I don't know. And it's it's pretty soon it's going to get to that point. You know what I mean? Um, so it's F.A. and Dubs. We're hanging out in the hideout. It is a Saturday night on 106.7 WJFK. Do you worry about that, though? Do you worry about we're not going to have – because we, we need – like, I think about, like, the kid McLovin, who's not here today, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be here anymore. We wouldn't have any more nerds. We wouldn't have any more of the people that
3: make life fun. Now I'm on board. I'm on board. If the kid's gone because of this, I, 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 I'm I actually enjoying the show a lot more without him around. His little wormy voice pounding through my brain. I can't handle it. It's a little bit uncomfortable Man. for
1: you. Um, you oh You know what that reminds me
3: of?
2: Hmm.
1: There's an update. Of this story that you and I did a long time ago. This girl that was born without a face.
3: Yeah, we uh, we did a week in Atlanta. And this is when it popped before. Uh, this girl without a face. Do you want me to bring it up right now? Yeah, let's do no, it. Okay. I mean,
1: cause, cause that's the question, though. Here's a girl. Like, this girl would never be born. And you got to see this girl. I don't know. Maybe... Go
3: to uh, firstcoastnews.com. It's their, it's their most most popular story on there. The girl without a face... You uh,
1: Listen, before you go, let me give you a little disclaimer.
3: Yeah. You will throw
1: up when you see this little girl.
3: I, I can handle a whole lot, but this Jason Voorhees-looking girl really just creeped me out.
1: What's the guy from Goonies? Uh, Sloth. Sloth. Imagine Sloth as a little girl put in a microwave. That's... <laughs> I mean, it is... It is... Just, just the head, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Like, she's born without a face. And Anyway, so... This happened, what, I guess almost about a year ago now. And now there's an update on it, J-Dubs. That's what's going on here. There's an update with this little girl and where she is. And our very first, when we started talking about this, what really kind of upset us was that the the parents, like the parents... Play the story, okay? okay? I know you have the hideout download over there, so let's play the update for this story. Because this girl would never be alive if we get to this point in the future.
2: Now people all over the world are following the progress of a little girl right here on the First Coast.
3: She's a girl born without a face. And her parents now are making <laughs> a big decision. Here's First Coast News, Jeannie Blaylock.
0: <laughs> and she's got... Pianist hands and
3: ballerina feet. It was and a face like a, a, a baseball mitt. Old Rollins face. The
0: first Gold time I met Juliana, and she hugged me, a total stranger.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> she just like, I, I think this little girl's running a bit. She knows how much she creeps out people, so I'm just going to go around hugging. Oh,
1: it looks like she just got a real bad stiff arm right to the face. But it's it's like... You really got to go see this thing because it's more than that. I mean, oh, you will. Lord. You ha- we There's tried no to, bones in her face, really. We tried to paint a picture for you, but we couldn't even do that. No. It's like this, this girl, speaking of painting a picture, is a Picasso. But again, a Picasso that has been run over by an 18-wheel. Really? I mean, what
3: she is is if you had
1: a candle that was a
3: human face and you lit it for about eight hours... She looks like what the puddle that would be left right there.
1: Or if you threw, like, a Mr. Potato Head into the, um, into the fireplace. Yeah. That's what, I'm, and I'm just, and that's not, not being be... mean. That's seriously what it looks
0: like. Now, four years later, she's even a bigger sweetie. See give me a hug? Well, I'll take a hug, too. I like her. And one,
3: uh, she doesn't have very much going on in her face. She has a couple eyes popping out and, uh, like four teeth. Popping out like it's a um, a beer bottle opener. Right. That's what it looks like.
0: Mm. And now the girl with have a job a waitress taking ballet herself. What a step. Well, we've had a lot happen since the last time we have talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Cinderella
0: is five now. Are those your
2: glass slippers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they look a little happy. And oh. you know, does she deserve a little fact?
1: Here's what drives me nuts about the parents here, mm. about this little kid. They're putting her to be a ballerina. They're dressing her up as a princess. They How,
3: are... up, how upset would you be if your kid's uh, a ballerina? She's doing her show, and you, know, you haven't got to see her do her thing yet, and the first thing that pops up onto that stage doing the ballerina thing is this abomination.
1: Well, not only that, but it's like they are purposely trying to turn her into something she will never be, almost to the point like it's satirical. Yeah. Here's our little princess. Here's our little ballerina.
3: And I don't blame this girl at all. I I, I think she should have a life, but... It's the parents! But pushing her out there, these parents pushing her out there, in the line of fire of ridicule, is just deplorable. Now, how many
0: surgeries have we had so far? 27. Oh, my gosh. And this year alone, four major operations in Miami. Okay, to me... Three French hands, two turtle doves, and a ponte. Juliana was born with Treacher Collins syndrome. She was missing half the bones in her face. All right. Uh, hey, listen.
1: I love the news, and I hate it all at the same time with the stupid music and the way that they read
3: it. Oh, yeah. There is a whole ambiance being set here where it should be kill, 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 kill. Ah, 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 kill. She should be popping out of Lake, Camp Crystal Lake and pulling a kid out of out of uh, a, a canoe. But you
1: know what? It is the reporter more than anyone sh- else should be like. What are you doing? Like seriously, what are you doing as a parent? Why are you dressing her up like this? Why? Why? Why did you keep her? Yeah. I, I, mean, why, I mean, seriously, why do we, is every life so valuable that you keep around what would have literally been taken out to the woods a hundred years ago? I tell you what. These advantages in technology, they're not good for us. No, I... It, we're what keep- happened to Darwinism? hmm
3: Yeah, I, honestly, her face looks like a used
1: beanbag. Lace
0: and dreams. Mom and dad. It's not being mean, it's true. Yeah. I thought their little one, well, might have a cleft palate. But then, at the hospital...
2: Where's the rest of her at? Or where's her face? Where
0: is she? Doctors say Juliana is the most extreme case of Treacher Collins on record in the entire world. Juliana will be in kindergarten this year. Is this Juliana's
2: room? And she's she's just a sponge soaking up.
1: (laughs) 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 Poor choice of words.
2: Face? Yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh. Uh
2: all right continue
1: knowledge right
0: now show me butterflies So <laughs> butterflies good job but medicine show me I mean, your nose still a long road you know? and then we're going to try and make your upper jaw bigger so that you
3: bigger and, and making a size of an ant would be bigger because she doesn't have one right let's let, let's not throw her on camera on stage let let's this do the right thing and have her live a life not in the spotlight because she's not made for it and it's going to do nothing but get her a, a life of ridicule. And she's going to be one of these people who are going to jump off a bridge or something, but she'll mess that up and shoot yourself in the face. And it just
1: All right, all right. It is the hideout. Have fan dubs 106.7 WJFK. But see, but that's part of the larger point even, too. Mm-hmm. where everyone's so special. And all of a sudden, your deformity is something that's celebrated. Yeah, the, I mean... Imagine the horrid life and the things that are going to be said about her. Why would you put her through that? You can go in there? Yep, just like that. Meanwhile, there's big
0: news. Hey, who is that? It's your sister. Do you wish you could just hop on a plane and go get her now? Yes, I do. Juliana's <laughs> parents are going to adopt a little girl also with Treacher Collins. What? Moms and dads on earth have the knowledge and the love to help a child like this just blossom.
3: They want to keep in the news. That's all they want to do. They're out there collecting real garbage pail kids to keep themselves in
1: the news. Dude. All right. It is so obvious to me that it is these parents, these parents that have the sickness. It's the sickness to be looked at and look at how great we are. And we're so fabulous, and we're taking care of these kids with no faces. It's a sickness, man. It is more about these parents than it is about these kids. I'm telling
3: you, dude. Sideshow's asking, um, if she was 18, if you found a girl like this, how many drinks would it take? I would have to do it for the story. You're an
1: ass. I would have to. There's only one position you could do it. But I know you would, and that's the truth. I know you would. Uh, are we done? Yeah. It's are we over. done with them? It's over. Are we done with these parents? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! So again, it goes back to the whole thing of we're keeping people from dying who really want to, and we're extending the lives of people that really a should not be living, and we're li- and we're doing this, man. We're doing this in a situation where we're not like I could understand. I'm not a God fearing guy. I'm not mm-hmm. a guy that particularly believes in you know the what everyone says is God. But there's a thing about Mother Nature.
2: Yes. And we doubt.
1: in the United States have no respect for Mother Nature. And we think we can solve everything with our technology. With a, with a scalpel or a pill or plastic surgery. Yeah, and this kid, dude, I'm telling you, she shouldn't be alive. Now, I, don't, I don't want anyone to go murder her, but she should not be alive. And these parents have a serious issue. And that's part of the problem. So now all of a sudden, I think I might be in favor of this. I might be in favor of going about and having these advances in technology just so these parents can't have their little uh, trophy to run around with, the little broken trophy. (sighs) 800-636-1067. It is the Hideout and Dubs 106.7 WJFK here on a Saturday night with you if you want to get in.
3: 800-636-1067. And if you have an iPhone, you can uh, get onto the AOL feed on there and you can listen to us right there on your iPhone.
1: Wow, I got to get one of those mm-hmm. iPhones. Yeah, you got to be part of AT and I could do that. Yeah, I'm ready to move about a little bit. So now, in the iPhone, you can listen. huh? you can stream you to the AOL. WJFK right there. Jeez, CK, why don't you get us one of those? I'm sure we got something worked out where we can go AT and T, give it enough plugs.
3: You have to download the AOL Radio application, and then you can listen to WJFK right there. Uh, the Junkies, Big O and Dukes, Mike O'Mara. Right. Uh, rome during the week no not rome uh it, on the stream it plays the junkies again at night ah
1: very cool um we should come in and just do it like an online show only at night i'd be willing to do that yeah not that i had don't have enough to do hey by the way uh one woman that i do wish had lived to 100 hmm. god bless her soul estelle getty and i can't believe we've already gone 82 years we've already gone 34 minutes without mentioning that We'll do a little tribute to her on the other side. Apparently aliens actually do exist. And there's a whole lot more to get done before the end of the show. Uh it is Hef and Dubs. It is a Saturday night. We are live. Go until Joe Radio at nine on 106.7 WJFK.
2: Brink a a maker feel different. Brink. Hideout. Yeah. I you guys feel you have to be so negative.
1: Hang up on the whore. Next caller. I-
2: negative.
1: You shut the hell up, sir. Get in a car accident right now. Look Get at you.
0: You already got the lung cancer. You beast. Negative. The face fits. Kick it. Negative. You're
2: We're not done not with you here. and your show sucks.
0: The Hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs.
2: Such a negative influence.
1: Saturday nights of the year in the hideout with Hefe and Dubs 106.7 WJFK rolling until 9 Joe Radio if you want to participate 800-636-1067 also too you can hit us up on the AOL Instant Messenger that's hideout radio hideout radio on AOL and there's the MySpace page as well um, you can get a link from that on WJFK.com just go there we can get the podcast WJFK.com um Second ago we were talking about the girl born without a face and yeah. blaming her on the parents. You think she'd put a, you think she'd have a MySpace? You think she'd actually when she could have a MySpace because he knows she couldn't have a Facebook. <laughs> you think she'd go out there and she'd actually get a MySpace for herself? I don't for one, I don't think you it requires a I don't think
3: it requires a face for a Facebook.
1: Um. Oh <laughs> Do you think I would venture to bet more than likely her parents may even have one for her. Oh, I'm sure.
3: I don't have her name, or I'd look it up, I'm sure. Uh, if someone did the, a bowl
1: of research, they could find... Or one could maybe be created for her. Hint, hint, Dubs, as you have a little free time on your hands. Yes. Um. So, you know, I was thinking about that. Then I saw something this week where a woman was at a baseball game, and uh, she's at a baseball game. It's a high school baseball game. Mm-hmm. The guy's in the on-deck circle. You know, it's raining. Bat slips out of his hands. Hits her in the face. She loses an eye, and now she's suing for two and a half million dollars.
3: You weren't, you weren't that much of a looker as it was. It doesn't. You don't deserve two and a half million. And you know the accidents can happen at these games. Of A uh, uh, pop, uh, pop fly. Well, uh, the like, school uh, should have
1: known. And she's actually suing the kid. She's suing the kid because he should have held the bat tighter. I'm telling you, man, we're so lawsuit happy nowadays. It's it's just incredible how. High- you know what? I I would accept. A
3: uh, lawsuit to the school going into place. No, but I I, I wouldn't think that it should be uh, uh, p- pursued, and uh, I don't think she should win. But I could see that happening. Uh, so when the kid, it
1: sounded like he came over and hit you in the face with the bat. It, by the way, I did that accidentally once with my cousin. What? I thought I knocked his eye out because uh, we were we were we were out in the parking lot. You know, it was a, mm. his big brother's baseball game. We were little kids. I'm swinging a bat. Bam! Right in the eye. Dude, I felt so bad about that. And then now as I look back on it, it's really funny. <laughs> because like just thinking about the whole situation actually ended up being funny in the whole thing. He's got a nice scar from it. You know what really? I mean? And I wish I had a nice scar. I uh, you know, I think really something scars say something about you.
3: I uh one time I, me and my cousin Bikerus DJ were playing a little baseball in the backyard and everything and he was swinging a bat
1: around, you know, just Was it your bat? Was no. that code? For uh, homosexual behavior? No,
3: it was it was an aluminum bat, and he was swinging around, and he accidentally let go of it on the back swing, flew up in the air, the 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 butt of the bat hit me right on top of the head, and in your that, soft spot, and I fell over, and I woke up and the bats in the other yard. So it hit me on the head and bounced off there so hard. That it went into the uh, the uh, over the fence into the other yard. And by curious BJ
1: was giving you resuscitation, no. but your crotch. No, he was laughing. And that's the way. You, it is funny though when you're a kid <laughs> and stuff like that happens. Oh, it's, it's it's hilarious. It, it's three Stooges type stuff. It's really how can I how can we hurt each other? Mm-hmm. What's the best way that we can hurt each other without it going too far? Hey, speaking of stupid lawsuits, you know I'm engaged, right? Yeah. I got to worry a little bit, and let me tell you why. I cannot break off this engagement because apparently you can sue and yeah i saw a story it is ridiculous chicks can win now if you propose to them and you decide you're going to break it off like they can sue you we got a well, download explaining it all right here we go here's a hideout download for you
0: rosemary shell holds the engagement ring she no longer wears a sign of what could have been he changed his mind for no good reason she says she dated Wayne Gibbs for five years when he didn't propose she left and started a new life in Florida with a high-paying job and then he showed back up I had waited many years to hear him ask me to marry him and he did and came forward with the ring and I gave up my life and my career and I came back two days before the wedding he called it off she didn't just get mad she took him to court Calling it a breach of contract, he
2: oh. callously allowed her to quit her job, move back here, move into his house where she had no income. Shut
3: up! It was her decision.
1: She didn't. She wasn't forced to leave that job. He didn't kidnap her. He said, "Hey, let's do this." Then he figured out, and he heard that stupid accent, and said, "No, I'm not interested anymore." And she
3: is not a looker either. She's kind of rednecky. No shocker.
2: Yeah. Oh! And, a and then after. A couple of months, he just put her out on the streets
0: and said, you know, you're on your own. A jury agreed and ordered Gibbs to pay $150,000 in damages. Oh, my God. Neither his attorney or Wayne Gibbs was available for comment, but he said when he testified that he didn't feel he owed Shell anything, especially since he'd let her keep the ring. She now plans to sell that ring, hoping the next woman who gets it has a fiancé who follows through. In Gainesville, Duffy Dixon,
1: 11 Alive News. Thank you, bitch. Yeah. Oh my I hate her. I, I I don't know that I've ever hated someone so much than I hate this chick right now. Yeah, and she got to keep the ring too. Listen, sometimes it does not work out. It just doesn't. And why 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 the pain? Why the anger over it? You know what I mean? I I got divorced. Mm-hmm. I got divorced and through that whole time and through that divorce and through everything. Yeah, it sucked. But why the financial aspect of it? You know, why? Why Why tie these
3: two people together for future, uh, they, they've decided this doesn't work. We're moving away from each other, on with our lives. But we're going to be
1: connected to each other still through these payments. Yeah. It just seems ridiculous and backwards. It's just like, all right, listen, we were together, everything was great for a little while, then it went bad, and then finally someone got miserable and decided, I want it out. Why hold that against
3: the other person? Why is it illegal to pay a girl to have sex with you? But it's illegal. I mean, it, but it's illegal to pay a girl to have sex with you. But it's completely um, the way it's supposed to be to pay her to be away from you.
1: Yeah, it it, it just seems so backwards. I, I just I I look at this and I don't understand. And you know what this is? This is someone that obviously, uh, I mean, they took it personal, and it is personal because he didn't want to marry you. But guess what? In the grand scheme of the world, so what? And why, it, why be so vindictive to go after this money? He did it before the marriage happened. That's what you're supposed to be able to do. You're supposed to be able to... Uh... Exactly. You know what? That's an even better point. It wasn't even like this it was tied to the stupid marriage laws. He decided to, two days before, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And that's
2: it. And that's but how now... it's
1: supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to walk... A... You were at the... Uh...
3: You have to say I do. You're up there. They ask you. That's when the contract starts. So
1: now, once you even get engaged, Mm
0: -hmm. you could
1: still possibly have to pay? Yep. Why on earth? Why on earth do people do this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just did. Yeah. And I love my chick, and I really genuinely plan on being with her for the rest of my life. I'm sure this guy loved his chick, too, but there's... Stuff happens. But you know what? I also blame this bitch, and let me tell you why I blame her a little bit, too. Because of the fact that he had already broken it off once. And so she almost should have been expecting this. She's the idiot that went back to the well again, having already been spurned once before. Oh, my God. And one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. because She left a job that was right around that. And that's it. Yep. Sometimes, you know, you got to pay a stupid tax. That's all it is. You got to pay a stupid tax. Yep.
3: And, uh, you know, no one forced you to leave the job. Are we being unfair to women here? No, you're presented with an option. You took that option. It didn't work out. I, hope I mean, if you move, if you uh, quit a job to go to another job and that job folds, should you
1: get to sue that job? No. You made a bad business move. And that's it. And that's exactly what it is. But because it's tied to emotion and because it's tied to love, we somehow allow this to happen. Breach of contract. Who's the contract the wasn't even entered into. I'm telling you. What? Are you happy you're gay? Like you I'm don't have gay. to deal with this. Like I'm not gay. I know that you know. At some point, you may go to
3: California. Actually, I'm going to get me some some sweet woman uh, relations tonight. Are you really? Yeah.
1: Congratulations. Yeah, thank
3: you. How far you got to drive for? Oh, uh, about hour and a half. And that, how much you got to pay for it? I
1: don't have to pay anything for it, just uh, gas money. Well, then it's incredibly expensive, Then yeah. all of a sudden it turns into $60. dollars 800 636 seven you're with Hefe and Dubs in the Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Really quick, let me give you this update before we move along. Okay. Talking about my fiance. Mm-hmm. all
2: right?
1: So, well, yesterday, because she's my fiance, I decided for the first time, we're going to have sex, and I'll roll without a dome. It was great. What? Yeah, no dome. Just did it. You are an idiot. Why? What are you doing? I'm ready for children. No, you are. You have three
3: cats and a dog. I hope, Chuck, your one homosexually uh,
1: uh, uh, angry cat sucks the breath out of the baby if you have it. Now, well, I mean, we were still used a method at which she shouldn't get pregnant. <laughs> I'll just say that. One that's very popular in the Catholic Church. How often does that actually work? All the time. No. Sure. You know... You know how
3: it is, where you make sure... Uh, the only way I do that is if I give them a different name. That's the only way I go without a condom.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: so there's that, all right? Mm-hmm. You know, because we're engaged, whatever. But then the other thing, too. Last week at the beginning of the show, we were talking about the Dark Knight. And we were making fun of the idiots who were lining up and paying 100 bucks, 150 bucks for it, okay? Mm-hmm. So last weekend, Saturday morning, 10 a.m., like I told you uh, before... Uh, we try to go, and it's sold out. Mm-hmm. And my chick starts crying. And I'm like, oh, come on. We're going to see it this weekend. It's no big deal. So then we go back on Sunday afternoon. What time? Uh, we try to get in a 2 o'clock movie, so we show up around one forty. All right? Yep. 2 o'clock. Sold out. 2.30. Sold out. hmm We bought the, two of the last six tickets for this 3.30 show. Okay? So then we go we got to wait around for almost two hours Mm -hmm. to watch a a two-and-a-half-hour movie. So I'm in there. Air conditioning dies. I'm in there with literally tons of humanity. Yeah, it's a sold-out show. And the air conditioning dies to see this movie, which made $155 million in its first weekend. All because Heath Ledger died, and that's the only reason it was as big as it was. It was this morbid curiosity of people wanting to see this and it's also the stupid thing wait 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 why is everybody
3: running such a muck over he's ledger dying i didn't go see canadian bacon uh... right when it first came out when john candy died but it's this now we
1: have this thing with death and we love to go watch people who are dead in their new movies if, if it had the same situation now, it would be the exact same thing.
3: You think so? You think if uh, if John Candy died now, I'd be waiting in line to go see Wagons East? Yes. No
1: doubt about it. But, all right, let, so let me say this. So I'm there, and I tell my chick, I go, listen, we're standing in line. Because not only do you have to wait around, you then have to stand in line by the bathroom before you can even get into the movie theater. So we're standing in line by the bathroom. And I look at her, and I go, listen, this movie's going to suck. It's already going to suck. It has been built up too much. Mm -hmm. We've been waiting around too long. There's no way I'm going to leave here like in this movie. So after the air conditioning going out and everything, we leave. I look at her and I go, what an incredible waste of time. (laughs) Six to seven hours of my life this weekend were wasted on the dark night. And I say, now she was like, you know, I, I was trying to make sure that I wasn't mad at her and I wasn't blaming it on her. And I started ranting and raving about the idiots who but have you- to see it the first weekend because they have to see everything first and how that ends up ruining it when I easily could have seen it this weekend. And I probably would have liked the movie more. You but because older, of the movie-going experience, which is supposed to be fun, this was ruined. It was a pain in the ass. So I'm ranting and raving about this. And she starts crying. <laughs> so she's crying when we don't get to see it. And now she's crying afterwards. I go, "Why are you crying?" Because that's what happens when she starts crying. I go, "Why are you crying?" Well, it's because you're mad. I go, "Well, yeah, I'm mad, but I'm not mad at you." Uh, meanwhile, secretly, yeah, I'm furious at her. I want to take her head and bash it against the windshield <laughs> because of the fact that I waste seven hours of my life going to see this dark night, which was an okay movie, but exactly there have been extremely.
3: Better for you if you could have watched it in a comfortable uh, time,
1: um, you know, time-friendly atmosphere. So here's what I, do. I I'm sitting here and I'm seeing all this and I'm looking at all this and I go, really, we really wasted the weekend and it would have been so much better had we not come this weekend. And that's it. And that's what it is. Yet people are fascinated. They have to see it first. They have to go, they have to ruin the movie-going experience, mm-hmm. and it's just not worth it anymore. I don't know why you even go to the movies anymore.
3: 800-636-1067. Let's jump back to the divorce real quick, uh, the divorce story. Justin on line one.
1: You're in the hideout on JFK.
3: What's up?
0: Hey, what's up, guys? I just wanted to comment on the 12 idiots that let her get away with it. Yes. They're the ones that coddled her, and an actual lawyer that took the case, they're the ones that, she, I mean, she's stupid but those guys they need to be hunted down Such crazy
3: yeah because you have to get it has to be a perfect storm of just
1: moronic humanity to get that through 12 people let me say let's play a little game uh how many women do you think were on that jury i'd say seven
3: at least yeah i I would go with actually nine
1: nine split evenly six men
0: because if there was guys they need to be hung
1: yeah, I mean, they're emasculated in some way. The whole idea of this. Hey, thank you for the phone call, my man. Thanks for stepping in the hideout. 800 6 guys. Going back to this story about this woman. Moving on. Six guys agree with this bitch. Oh. Who are they? Who are the sissified men living in this country now? People
3: like the kid McLovin, who's not here tonight. That's who they are.
1: I can see him voting in favor. All right, Dubs, I guess we got to take another break. What, are you... Um, well, I was gonna sit here for a second, really quickly. I know you're mm-hmm. bummed out though about Estelle Getty. Yeah, I mean it's pretty sad. One of my, one of my
3: favorite shows growing up, Golden Girls. Right. Estelle Getty dead, and I, I think it's hit DC even harder, being that she looked a lot like Joe Gibbs. Uh, so yeah, I mean the whole Golden Girls cast basically basically looked like the sidelines last year. Uh,
1: <laughs> but <laughs> there it is. Quick break. We'll come back on the other side. It's Hefe and Dubs in the Hideout on a Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK.
3: Hideout. Prostitutes, Uh pimps, gamblers. It's time for the Hideout Minutes with
2: the Kid McLovin.
1: And for the Kid McLovin, I am El Hefe. In the first hour of the Hideout, we learned about a woman who is going to be... uh, getting money for a breach of contract Yeah. she was not going to get married in time. We also found out, too, about an execution guy that we'd all love to uh, be. In addition to that, we also found out about a girl that had no face. And we also, too, found out that Dubs is moving to California soon so that he can finally marry. By Ooh, that never be- happened. Uh, that's You are now up to date in the hideout.
2: I think you should be able to. Another dimension, so to say. The hideout. We heard you guys have a uh, anything goes type situation here. Do we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout.
1: I don't judge you, Dubs Other than the way you look and smell and behave. I smell fine. I took a bath last night, an actual bath. Hour two in the hideout if you want to come on in, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067.
3: You just uh, mentioned the girl without a face that we talked about last hour. We have Jay on line one. Jay, yeah. Jack? you're in the hideout. What's up, man? What do you got? Yeah, uh, two things. Um, do you know uh, Terry' uh middle name? Terry. Terry that- Reed? Reed. Yeah, middle no. name. No, I don't.
2: Can't. <laughs>
3: and you know Brad Pitt's name? a better name what is Stu okay i uh, about to uh, knock uh, down
1: alright uh, thank you they would just give her Oakleys and they'd fall right off of her pimp my face you know if I could sit down and if I could interview this little girl you know what I'd ask her I'd really want to ask her why the blank stare and then that's the only question I re- <laughs> I want an answer to that and that's really the only one I want I would press newspaper against her face and see if it came off it is the hideout Hefe Doves It a six like point... Silly putty <laughs> WJFK Man I hate the parents More than anything else yeah. I hate the parents that I, little... I don't hate I don't... the little girl I, I hate don't... the parents I don't
3: like attacking The little girl I, I feel like I need to But I, I don't <laughs> like Attacking her Because it's not her fault Really No yeah, of course not It is the parents fault For throwing her Into the limelight Every chance they can get And they know It's going to be Answered with ridicule I, We played this story A long time ago the that story was all about how mean people were being on message boards and everything about her.
1: It is your message board, the hideout. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. That's why we use our usernames instead of our real names. 800 I hate the parents for making me talk about this
3: little girl this way. I, a little bit later on, speaking of usernames, we're going to get into some baby names and kid names. Um, and people, I guess, are starting to throw those out, uh, MySpace URLs and everything, as their actual kids' names. Right. Which it's, is just ridiculous. Ah, oh,
1: man, I hate humanity. I really do. Uh, before I, the break, we were talking about Estelle Getty no longer being with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that really bums you out. Hey, I, honestly,
3: I remember going over to my grandma's house every weekend and we would watch Golden Girls. I love that show. I loved watching it. I, and you know what? It was fairly edgy for a bunch of old women. You know, um, my, uh, I, I, I when the still getting died, I went out and uh, watched a bunch of uh, old episodes online. There were some funny jokes that I know I didn't get as a kid. Really? Yeah.
1: What are you watching now? What do you mean? Like where, where'd you where'd you go watch it?
3: I don't want to give out the site because I don't want it to get too popular and then have it being ripped down because there's a lot of copyright infringement on this site. What? But uh, uh, you don't have to tell me what it is. But what is it? Like, is it? Does it have everything? Uh, everything, movies, uh, documentaries, TV shows, everything, right there, streaming. So you don't have to download anything. You just hit play,
1: and it's free. Free. So no one knows
3: it. You don't, you don't even have to sign up. You don't even have to be a member. Wow. You just sign in. uh, You just type in the URL
1: and you press play. That's very, you know, a long time. I'm a visionary. And let me tell you why. Uh, Back when we were in Orlando, I didn't have cable, I just had the internet. And Mm -hmm. even then, I said, I would so much rather have the internet than have cable. And it really wasn't to that point because this is about three years ago yeah no, now you do you do not need cable if you have the internet you can yeah. see everything
3: right I mean the, the station sites are well a lot of times putting up the the news show a day later up online and if you can't find it on there there's pirate sites all over the place where you can watch whatever you want and you know what I don't care if they even put the uh, the commercials in there or if they do little commercials or whatever in there. I'll, if I can sit there and watch it on demand, I'll watch
1: a little commercials. I have no problem. Now, would you be willing, let's say you just didn't have a TV, mm-hmm. would you be willing to wait an entire hour before you watch your favorite show Lost? Well, right now, I do not have cable. Um, but so, it's, it's broadcast, so you can yeah. watch it then. Yeah, it's one of the
3: very few rabbit ear channels I get, but they're changing that HD thing over, and I don't have a HD receiver for right. that TV, so I'm going to be you know, doing the same thing where I have to wait... Tomorrow, until the next day to watch Lost. Did they make a? Didn't they say something like Comic Con about Lost? Where they're just about like they? Uh, well, the I, I, they already have their full, um, their full script all done, and the the creators know how it's going to end. Uh, they said they have 34 hours left uh, for people to see, and that's gonna be done. You excited? So, yeah. I it, and the show is terrific. I don't think anybody can really deny. I I know there's a lot of haters out there just because it is very popular, and anything popular gets bashed, just like The Dark Knight. Um, But it's it's a terrific show, and there's a long time where people were saying, oh, they don't know where they're going with this. This is going to be another one of those shows that just, they have no out for it. Right. And I guess they have an out written and ready to go. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. By the way, check this out. I... I'm a very important person because of what I got in the mail yesterday. I've been selected by Hollywood to go and be a member of a focus group and decide which TV shows are potentially good and which ones are bad, like a whole bunch of pilots and stuff.
3: Would you be pissed? Because you're on this diet now and you've lost a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. If it's just all Food Network shows and you just have to sit there watching people cook.
1: Uh, That would actually upset. I'm thinking I want to see some stuff that's actually going to be on the networks because Well, just go to my pirate sites and you can watch that stuff. You know, what's funny, though, is that I guess one of the old stories where they talk about focus groups and how really stupid they are, mm-hmm. they said the vast majority of the focus groups hated Seinfeld, which is the most popular sitcom of all time. So you I never really know. I can see really why, know.
3: though. I can see why they hated it. It, it, it. it was different. Right. So I can understand why a lot of people hated it at first.
1: But yeah, you can't deny how hilarious it was. But dude, I'm so stoked about being a part of this. I was uh, a I... couple of weeks ago. We were bitching about how everything now is a game show. And we mm-hmm. even kind of made fun of that when we filled in for Rome that one night by doing an hour of game shows because people love game shows. Yeah, that's so a really ju- good response. Yeah. So I just wonder now, you know, the kind of stuff that they're going to give to me. It's like it's Friday night, so I'm, I'll report back to you on Saturday. Cause I. I I've always wanted to do one of these. Like I, I got, wanted, I always wanted to watch a movie first
3: or television show. When we when we first moved to D.C., I got invited to do a couple of those, and I I, I ended up getting way too busy because I was working like three jobs at the time. Right. But it, it was nice. It got it paid 125 dollars for you to sit there and do all the stuff.
1: And I'm sure were space, too. I doubt it pays. They said you could win like 250 dollars in door prizes, but they didn't say mm-hmm. anything about paying. But I don't care, man, because I want to be important. I want to decide. Mm-hmm. What the public wants to watch.
3: I, I always thought that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't want to sit in there with all
1: those schleps, but, you know, it would be fun. Um, so, let me ask you this, because you're doing all your stuff online, like you're just watching television online, you know what I mean? Let me ask you, Dubs, what do you prefer? Do you prefer real friends or online friends? Um, I prefer online friends,
3: sadly enough. Really? Really? More than anything else, online friends? Uh, I've I really lost touch with how to uh, um, talk with people in real life and meet people in real life. So online is very, very easy for me right now. I'm right. able to approach better. Why? Let me ask you this. Would you rather I am a friend or call a friend? I would rather uh, I am because I can walk away at any time. i can just say my connection got lost. Stupid AOL. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Would you rather date someone from like work or date someone you find through like uh, through, through the web? Work, because I have one person in.
3: Do you really? Well, one that i would like.
1: Oh yeah, we all <laughs> want to do that. Yeah. And would you rather shop at a store or shop online? Ah, uh, shop online, without a doubt. Because you don't like going. You don't like dealing with the public anymore, correct? Mm-hmm. No,
3: I like to be shut in. Huh. Sorry. Me and my dog. Yeah, and that's all it is for you. Mm-hmm. You just you
1: really have become a shut in more than anything else.
3: Yep, I just lay there with my dog in bed. We talk.
1: Hermit. We're... Yeah. Wow. Why is that? I what? Don't it... Know. It,
3: it, it just seems to be such a pain when I go out. Like there's there's so many things you have to deal with to have a bad experience most of the time. Like
1: I was just talking about going to the movies. In yeah. the Dark night and how that was ruined. Yeah. But I, that's not the way it is all the time. Not right? all the time, but it's a crapshoot.
3: And, you know, it, it, if you have a good time or a bad time, you still pay the same amount of money to see that movie. Yeah, it, every time it's just, it, you don't know what you're going to get. Do you worry that you're becoming too much of a shut-in? Like, do you worry? Oh, yeah. I mean, I went to the bar this week, and I, like I said, when you uh, asked if I'd rather talk with people online or meet new people online or in real life, I went to the bar alone, um, and I just sat there watching uh, Sports Center on Mute. And not talking with anybody. What the hell? Because right, I didn't know. What am I gonna do? Just walk up to a chick and say, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. Does
1: it really work like that? Absolutely. You just go up and you just you approach them. You talk to them. I don't understand what the problem is. Isn't that what you need? Like, isn't that the big deal? Where like mm-hmm. like you want to be surrounded by humanity, but you would rather just deal in this almost matrix world. Yeah. Without a doubt, I would. Why wouldn't I? Because you don't miss like human interaction. You don't miss being around people. No, you don't it, miss...
3: it, it causes too much
1: heartache and pain. Do you wish you were on dope? No. <laughs> but you you really don't want to be around people. No. That's shocking to me. Why do you want to be around people? You hate them more than I do. I do hate them, but part of the fun of going out and being around people is the emotion that you experience. It's the experiences in life that actually are a lot of fun. Like as angry as I got about my situation with the Dark Knight last weekend, it felt good to be angry and to look at all these other people and hate them. Like that was that was kind of the fun experiences I was uh-huh. there. It sucked. I verbalized that it sucked. I like and people. I made my chick cry. I That's like fun.
3: I like people watching, but I don't like meeting people in that atmosphere.
1: I worry about you, man. Don't. I'm good. All right, I'm not going to worry about you. But more and more as I look at you and I see Mm -hmm. where your life is headed, you know what you're going to be. What? And this is just going to be the God's honest truth. You're going to be living in a closet with your dog, and you're not going to have any female companionship. It's just going to be you and your computer, and you're going to be that old man. You're going to be that dirty old man. I already am. I know you kind of already are, but that's not good. Uh, what do I care? Do what you want to do. I mean, I could sit here and I could try to save you and I could try to... I'm just happy you're outside of my house and you no longer live with me. Because you were a bummer. I was not a bummer. More and more, I look at you no. and your life is... Your life sucks and I guess I'm happy because you want... You know what it is. You want that life. So why do I care? You want that life. Why do I care so much that you want to be a deviant and do what it is over there that you do? Wait, hey, why, how does this make me a deviant? All you do is you're there online getting busted... Uh, playing with your uh, naughty bits. Yeah, while your roommate catches you, mm-hmm. just in the shame that should. I look at you and I see shame. And you know why the other reason I look at you and I see shame? Why? You're wearing a t-shirt that you've had since I've known you. It is, you have had that stupid, riot, Michigan State University shirt for the last seven years. Yeah, I've had most of my clothes for the last seven years. You are just disgusting.
2: Why?
1: Here's what I think we ought to do. Hmm. We ought to go ahead and build up that suicide shop, And you should be first in. The, the yardstick of death unfortunately saved your life. And that's part of the problem. I enjoy my life for the most part. How could Everything's you? getting better. How could you? <laughs> I have good times. Now that you're finally happy, I hate it. Why? I look at you. You're finally out of your depression, and I hate that you're out of your depression because you should still be in it. Looking at <laughs> my you and life your, is not bad. Looking at you and your existence. I, you know, I'm just I'm done with you. I'm just done with Jado. Well,
3: why are you done with me? I've done anything wrong. I've, i I'm I'm liking what I do and what I'm where i'm
1: living and how i feel if you're disgusted with j dubs 800-636-1067 some of you have known him from before previous uh versions of the
3: show here's uh here's someone who's disgusted with both of us al on line
1: one al you're in the hideout on jfk
2: you fat obese
1: mexican and stupid (laughs) cracker. yes now listen that's actually true of a little girl who has a face
0: who has a problem with her face
3: Our our biggest thing is the parents. Uh, Yeah, that was the main issue, is that the parents put them out there. I really admit, I I can't (laughs) help myself with the girl either.
1: I mean, how how could you be mad? Shouldn't you be mad at the parents for putting her out there so that a couple of idiots like us could talk about it? Well, you got that right. You two are a a, a couple
0: of idiots, man. (laughs) And I just hope your daughters, and I know you're doing this for stick, and I'm calling calling you. You know, but I just hope your daughters, man, I hope you remember this when,
2: God forbid, you're able to have children.
1: Now, listen, though. Let me tell you this, and I mean this as the God's honest truth, my man. If I had a daughter that didn't have a face, I would in no way take her out to be seen in the world. She would live at home. She'd have a nice life at home, but she would never see the life of day. It just would never happen. Because I would be looking out for her.
2: Mm
1: You need to tone down the rhetoric, though, man. You guys sound bad when you're talking about... No, 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 no. What do you you mean tone down the rhetoric? That's not rhetoric. You don't think that these parents have some sort of sickness by wanting to take out this kid and then adopt another one? It's a sickness that's within them. Oh, who was that? Why the long face? All that bull crap you were talking, man. No, 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 no. I don't think I ever used that one. By the way, that's that's not a bad one. That's inappropriate for you to say. (laughs) I said, why the blank stare? That's (laughs) what I wanted to ask her. You said, why the long face? How dare you? Thank you for the phone call, Al. Eight hundred six three six one zero. Shame on you, Al. How could you? I love how people. I, that'll that'll segue me in to what I want to talk about next. Okay, and that is why I am the greatest program director on earth. And I'll explain. Now I'm not the program director of WJFK, but I am the program director of two radio stations, and I will explain to you why I am so great and why what we do. Is actually incredibly important. Believe it or not, Al. That is next in the hideout on 106.7. WJFK. And it doesn't want to play. WJFK. Ah, screw it. Go to break. Come back up to this
0: out with El and J-Dubs. Hideout. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Pumps are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes. As if that's the way it's supposed to be. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting. Getting smaller, and all we say is, please at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Well, I'm not going to
1: leave you alone. The hideout. Saturday night in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. If you want to join us, 800 636 1067. IML Hefe, that is J Dubs. Our buddies not here tonight for whatever reason. The satchel patch, the kid McLovin uh, taking the night off. But we're yeah. rolling old school. Just. Me and you, my man.
3: And uh, people say this show is a little bit gay. But, um, and maybe it is. But I guess uh, uh, the kid felt it'd be less gay
1: to go share a room with three other guys for the night. Yeah, I, I, listen, we'll find out more about that next week. Uh, but in the meantime, it's a
3: uh, I guarantees giving some guys' underwear a tongue bath.
1: Jefe... And uh, you, so eight hundred six three six one zero six seven, 636 or if you want to hop on the AOL Instant Messenger, that is Hideout Radio. I, I keep, the Pal Talk room keeps crashing on me, so I just can't even get into yeah, that. Yeah,
3: I, I guarantee you, everybody's having problems with it. It's Pal Talk. I won't even worry about it for today. Yeah, so anywho.
2: Um, all
1: right, let me, I know you had something you wanted to tell me about. Oh,
3: yeah. Uh, well, Sideshow, during the commercial break, asked me if I'm getting a new Madden. All
1: right, save it. Okay. Well, do I want to talk? Because I wanted to get into my little rant a second ago, tied back to the. I go ahead. Let me hear. It. Okay. Let me, let me hear. It. I, well, I can go back anyway. Well, I'm I'm getting the anniversary
3: edition of Madden, oh. of Madden, uh, which comes with a, a second game and all the other kinds of crap. Did not you get that once before and you didn't like it? Uh, a head coach. Yeah, I, I like head coach. Head coach is actually a really good game. That's the actual game it comes with. Um, so I put uh, you know, the the mandatory ten dollars down on it at first. And I went a couple days ago and put 30 more down. Mm -hmm. I go, hey, uh, how much do I have left to pay off? Uh, Let me look real quick. $56. What? So, all together, $96 for this game. It's
1: two games, actually, but still. $96. I want to hear nothing about a recession. Nothing at all. There is no recession when people can throw down $96 for a video game, spend $300 for an iPhone or $200, whatever it is, $155 million at the uh, box office for Batman. There is no recession. Stop it with your whining. It's in your head. Mm -hmm. $96 you're
3: going to spend. Yep. It's worth it for me. Because I play that thing all year round, and it's the only game I buy. Well,
1: I mean, it's going to be great, because it's going to help you meet women. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Now, listen. I don't hate... uh, I understand there are a lot of gamers in our audience, so I'm not going to talk down to gamers by any stretch, because I've even recently said that I want to get back into gaming. Mm -hmm. I also believe that video games, too, on their actual cost analysis... It's a great buy for your investment. You think about the amount of time that you're going to spend playing the game. Um, the amount of entertainment compared to
3: the dollar you spend actually is a good deal. It's if really you,
1: a very good deal.
3: If you aren't taking a chance on the game that you hate, right? If you take a chance on the game and it totally sucks, and you get 10 minutes out of it. Terrible investment.
1: Right. But even then, I mean, you know, you can go back and you can sell it for about a fourth of its value, and mm-hmm. you can make up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not going to talk to you about that. Talk down about that. But the whole idea of there being a recession is just bunk i've been saying
3: that since day one you even thought there might be a recession going on for a little bit there uh but no i i am with you there i do not think there's a recession uh i think it's just people have gotten so used to being able to buy uh ipod whenever they want to and uh and they they weren't even buying it they were putting on credit and now that all these uh credit collectors are coming after them they realize hey
1: I have to pay this stuff back, right? And that's what's going on right now. Exactly, and that and this is the plain truth of it. Uh, so, uh, shame on you. Where the hell did you get ninety six dollars from? I don't. That's why I'm paying it off in installments. I'm doing it on a layaway, like uh, like uh, like it should be. Yeah. Like the way you used to get your dungarees uh, from Montgomery Ward when you were growing up as a kid with your janitor mom. I was shocked when I when they said fifty six dollars. I'm like, what? But, you know, whatever. I mean, it, it, it's... So it's the anniversary edition of Madden. Yeah, and... I thought that was the one that had come out before and people didn't like.
3: Well, they always do the anniversary editions, like 15, uh, like...
1: Uh, and when they're just an anniversary, like last year, I mean, every year's an anniversary. So what is this anniversary? 20. I thought we just had, like, 15... 15 or five, 5 years, years ago. ago.
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh,
1: so, <laughs> with that, though... Mm-hmm. Like, do you get... You get to be Bo Jackson and you know, no. break-ins and all these people. You get a couple old
3: versions of the game on your game. and So you could be sitting there playing... You can. You can play, like, 1993, you know, like the actual game with the, the, the game engine and everything. But the, the one thing that does come with it is the brand-new Head Coach. So it is two games. What is the Head Coach? Head Coach is uh, a completely different NFL game where it is completely all uh, strategy, uh, team management it's, it's running a business basically
2: right mm-hmm.
1: okay so wait a second instead of going out and trying to make money for yourself running mm-hmm. a business yeah you're going to invest the same amount of time running a virtual business but I do get madden points out of it what does that mean that means I
3: become an ultimate gamer and do you does like poon come with that no you don't. You can't buy any ads no I, I, I can't king size it to poon no so
1: Explain what an ultimate gamer is. Look, educate me on a, this.
3: It's just a score, and it says,
1: "Hey, you got a but ultimate." But it but it <laughs> becomes like gold, right? Or yeah, you know, platinum, you, and you can use it to put a down
3: payment on a house. No, right? No, no, you just use it to gloat to your friends and to your dog. So say, "Hey, look at me, dog. So, I'm ultimate." So it's it's really
1: useless. useless. A gold star, yeah. How many hours do you have to work to get this gold star? I'm um, probably about, um,
3: consecutive. If you grouped it all together, I would say about four weeks.
1: And but, straight. But how many hours? Yeah, four okay. weeks straight.
3: Like,
2: so
1: if you're playing twenty four seven for four weeks, yeah, that's where you get this ultimate gamer thing. Yeah. It depends
3: on how good you are and how many things you can overcome in that time. But yeah. And again,
1: once you are done with this, there's a cure for cancer. No. But at least there's fewer starving children. Who cares? You're an ultimate gamer.
3: Obviously, you aren't starving. That's all you care about. You care about that and your record online. Wow. Uh, All right. Dude, this year's game looks awesome.
1: Of course. Yeah. And what's even more awesome is that I'm going to get a card that says I'm the ultimate gamer. No, you not get a card. It just pops up on your screen. Oh, so you don't even anything physical? No, no. Right. And, all right, a lot of times people wonder, like with radio or just kind of with life, mm-hmm. what's the payoff? Like, there's a payoff. You know what I mean? Like, you always kind of want a payoff. So, after all of this, is what's the payoff? Other than being just an ultimate gamer. Is that it? I mean, uh, it, it's just fun. It's just a way
3: to completely numb your mind, not think about anything but that game you're playing. And then all the problems of the world come back after that hour of uh, game playing.
1: Do you think, and again, I didn't want to get into this discussion, but now I'm actually fascinated. Okay. If you're a gamer, if you're an ultimate gamer, you move to the front of the line, mm-hmm. 800-636-1067, that way your, uh, your ultimate gaming has some value to it. Do you wonder that if people put forth effort into the real world, you know, the same amount of time, four four weeks, going out doing something positive, then, like, we'd have a better world.
3: Possibly, but you have more of a chance to fail in the real world. There is a definite path that you have to take to succeed in the gamer world. There's very, very many paths you can take in the real world, and a lot of them lead to failure. All right, but the way you succeed in the gaming world is... is just. Using the playbook. Having a a even uh, mix of run and pass and having a hard-nosed defense that you can slap them in the mouth with.
1: And having plenty of energy drinks. Oh, yeah. Greasy food. Oh, yeah. And no poon. Mm-hmm. Because so, poon gets in the way. Yeah. Well, poon keeps you from getting that ultimate gamer. And l- l- let's
3: be honest. Girls, you're not that special. Once I've had one of yeah, you, I've had you all. So, Hence uh, the dry spell. But every year madden gets better instead of every time i have sex with you you get a little worse so i think i'm actually being smart here and going with the uh with the uh with the mode of entertainment that has the best return
1: wow okay i, I guess i mean like i said i didn't want to talk down to gamers at all I think i explained as well i think you i think you did i think you, i think i came away with that kind of feeling put in place yeah you should okay now let me let me me be for real for a moment you weren't real no i wasn't Hmm. although i was my 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 inquisitive nature was as such so do you think i really think that partially the problems of the world are not being solved because we have a lot of brilliant minds that are wasting their time on games I, i know i'm very smart but i can do two things at once no, you. Re- I mean, you are smart. I'll give you that. I mean, I mean, for what you do, for mm. a guy that has a degree from a broadcasting school. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're smart. I mean, and why though? I mean, you're in debt with that, and you're paying a lot off. And it, I guess it was. I'm ten, almost out. Ten thousand dollars, right? Uh huh. And with interest, what's the interest? Uh, it was three uh, percent. Not so, very much. Yeah, not too bad, but it's basically, you know, over the course of time and all your penalties, it's costing you about 16 grand. Uh, Yeah, right around there. And so, but instead of going out and paying that off... I'm getting close. Instead, it's all this time with video games. Uh-huh.
3: Dude, I'm working a lot, too. I need something just to completely shut my mind off. Obviously, it's this show. That's what you use to shut your mind off
1: with. That's it's my warm-up. This is this is pre great game for when I actually shut my mind off. Because listen, I originally, when I created the Hideout way back when, when it was on Half Hideout Saturday nights on WJFK, I created it with the gamer in mind. Because as I was growing up, I loved to play video games and listen to the show. Mm-hmm. You know, and listen to not just this show, but radio. Yeah, listen. Whether to, it was uh, Donna Mike, Ron Fez, Howard, mm-hmm. anything, I, I I created it so that we could have some fun and, and the beautiful have things, I still do that.
3: Right. I, I sit there, I listen to, you know, Ron and Fez, Big O and Duke, Sophie and Anthony, uh, The Junkies, Mike O'Mara. I still do that while playing video games.
1: But see, you know what's cool about radio?
2: Hmm.
1: Is that you can actually get stuff done while listening to the radio. Yeah. But instead... I get Madden points done. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I get that. You're getting Madden points. And Madden points in the future are going to cure autism. So that's why it's incredibly important, right?
3: Um, well, I don't think, uh, I think maybe it causes autism. <laughs> I think that a lot of kids that play uh, video games and stare at a screen as long as I do, I think that makes you antisocial and maybe gives you the
1: appearance of autism at times. Right. All right. So anyway, I just, I just wanted to thank you for letting me know that. Anytime. Because it, it says a lot about you. I mean, you're a guy I want to hang out with, but you don't have time because you're earning your online badge. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we need more people like me to smack people like you into reality? Or do you not want to be? Because this goes back to what we were talking about before. You don't want to be in the real world.
3: Here's the thing. I know what I'm doing. I know how antisocial I'm being. So you being out there to smack me in the face really does nothing because i don't care right um there might be some people who don't know what they're doing to their life by sitting there not talking to people and just uh staring at screens all day that's what i do i jump from screen to screen i jump from a tv screen to a computer screen to a tv screen with the uh, video game on it back to a computer screen screens all day long there's no real interaction i live in a two-dimensional world um so, yeah, I think a lot, and I'm, I'm aware
1: of it. But there might be a lot of people out there who aren't. See, and I guess if you're aware of it, I'm okay with it. But it's the people that are going to bitch about how bad things are in the world. And, I don't do that. And that's... And that's I think it's great out there. You know, and they wonder why they can't get laid, or they wonder why they're broke, or they wonder why they, you know, they're not going to have anything for the retirement I guess it's those people that I would be more angry with, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, as opposed to you. Because you know that eventually you're going to be that 53-year-old loser living the same life you lived since you were 27.
3: But at 54, I'm going to make it big.
1: And you're going to have a bigger, better online badge. That you. Know, t- at that time, I'll be
3: uh, doing virtual reality, Madden points, And I'm going to be the one that looks stupid. Yeah.
1: Because you're going to be trying. So- that's, and, and ideally, you would love for the world to be Tron. And that's where you want it to go. hmm I'd, I'd like it to be something that it's not right now. Do you feel like your body's holding you back? Because, I mean, I certainly do, looking at you. What's wrong with my body? Yeah. Do you feel like your body is really what is keeping you from
3: doing what living do you,
1: the way you want to live? What do you mean?
3: Do you win- I, my My bodily form, if I could just be electricity and run through?
2: Yeah.
1: Um. No. Like, if you could just... Because you're not using your body. No. I could, really, you would just need your mind inside of a computer. I don't... I need thumbs still. But no, because you could move it with your mind. You know what I mean? I'm mean, sorry to get into a little pot talk here, but it's like you are, I like where you're going here because, I, I, you
3: know, my thumbs do get tired. And I don't like exerting that much energy. I like where you're going here.
1: You got me a little bit. So, so for you... Your body is really a hindrance in and, and the kind of life that you want to live because you have to spend money on your body, mm-hmm. you have to hydrate it, you have to do this Apparently. kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I
3: drank the first uh, 12 ounces of water I have in like the last three weeks yesterday. <laughs> so
1: really, you should be in a thumb drive. That's the kind of life you should be living is that in a thumb drive mm-hmm. that could plug into your Xbox 360. But who's going to plug me in? Your dog. Maybe that maybe that's a trick that you could teach, you. and then your dog takes you for a walk. Ooh. Then the dog takes you out as the as the thumb drive body. I'm in. It's- Put me a thumb drive. I'm in. Um. Usually you're saying something else with putting a thumb, but I won't want to go there. Uh, it is the hideout. Hefe Dubs. One hundred six point seven. Wjfk. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm happy. I'm hap- living life. I'm well. No you're not living life at all the life my life you're living the semblance of a virtual life but beyond that if you're happy then i guess i'm happy for you and if you're listening to the show and you're going through this and you can identify with dubs then god bless you stick around i on the other hand will be going out and getting some poon and getting some exercise and experiencing the world. But I guess that's overrated, right? Yes. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll find out how exactly overrated it is and a little bit more, too, about how brilliant I am. That's next in The Hideout, seven, WJFK. The
2: Hideout with L. Hefe and J.
0: Dubs. Keeping America baiting for 300 years. The Hideout. It's time for The Hideout Minutes with the Kid McLovin'. (laughs)
1: and for the Kid McGlove and IML Hefe with your Hideout Minutes update. In the last hour, we found out that Dubs is an incredible loser.
2: That's it? Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout.
1: Back in the hideout on a Saturday night, taking it to Joe Radio at 9 o'clock. It's F.A. and Dubs on 106.7 WJFK.
3: 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067 if you want to join the shoe, Also, Hideout Radio
1: is the instant messenger. Yeah, man, you're a douche. Why? Like, more and more just hearing about your life and how you're playing for these golden points Mm -hmm. in the virtual world. Yeah. Like, I think games are cool if you just want to, you know, to escape. I do use them to escape, but if I'm going to use them for that, I might as well accomplish something in the meantime. Yeah, but accomplish something. You'd want to accomplish something there as opposed to in the real world. I'm accomplishing stuff in the real world. Are you? I've been put...
3: As the A P D of a news talk and a sports station. Biggest mistake I
1: ever made. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in a second. All I, right. I was just thinking about it though. But like, before I thought you and I were very similar. Yeah. More and more I'm becoming to realize that we could not be any different. Because while this week you were putting down money so that you could, you know, get a new game mm-hmm. for your virtual badge. Yes. I started looking into graduate school. To go back to school and get my master's. I really want to go get my master's. And we I hear the commercials, too, during the commercial break. But I want to go get my master's. And what? Mass communications, media studies. Talk about throwing away money. You thought I was throwing away money by buying a game. No, man. Because at the very least, I could always be a professor. You know? I mean, you never know the way radio is going to go and the way we're constantly under attack. So why not go and I could be a professor and I could talk about the good old days. The good old days of radio before everything went just bad and everyone became a whole bunch of sissies. Mm-hmm. That's what I would call my class. The sissification of radio one-on-one. Or if it's a graduate level course, I don't you, know what that would be. You think it's getting that bad? Oh, man. it. it listen, we need more people like me. and Let me explain why. Very quick. Not necessarily as radio hosts. Although, that there too I am brilliant. But um, uh, you mentioned that you're an, uh, an APD, an yes. assistant program director. It's just stupid.
2: Um,
1: uh, here's what's going on, okay, just between you and me and the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we do this show from our Tampa Bay hideout. We don't reference it a lot, but, you know, we lived in D.C. before, lived in Silver Spring, Alexandria. and False Church. Yeah, False Church. And I love D.C. so much. I miss it. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. the way the work situation is right now, We have to do this show from Tampa Bay. Well, in Tampa Bay, I am the program director of two radio stations. I am the program director of a news talk station. I'm the program director of a sports station. Well, you probably heard this week that a talk show host got himself into some trouble by making comments about kids with autism and the parents of autism. This is a lesson
3: I learned about. Three years ago on The Hideout, uh, we were talking about an autistic kid who made all these basketball shots and everything. Oh, yeah. And we, we made uh, a, a few jokes. They were pretty innocent. They weren't, like, really attacking the kid or anything. Phone lines fill up. Anytime you bring up autism or kids with autism or, you know, in any kind of way other than saying how terrible it is,
1: you're going to get attacked. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing is, too, is that I'm not a person that by any stretch of the imagination um hates the autistic like in fact I've, I've done I've, I've read a lot about it I watched documentaries over it I mean I, uh, I I'm actually I mean, trying to I've, I've had this natural curiosity about what it is yeah because I I know I can't even color
3: within lines let alone paint a beautiful picture and get it hung in an art gallery
1: so what's interesting though is that this guy Michael Savage
3: what was, uh Autistic, autistic, not artis, artistic joke. Oh,
1: totally it missed that. Yeah, set it up better. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> I you threw your hands up. Like, <laughs> come on, acknowledge me and my silly bit. No, I'm trying to get serious for a moment. So anyway, the guy's name is Michael Savage. And I don't know where he's on, if he's on in D.C., Uh, and you should not be listening to him. You should be listening to Jim Rohn. However, he is on our station, the station for which I am a program director, in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. And he actually does very well ratings-wise for us. And I actually like the show. Yeah, because he's a shock jock. He's a guy running a bit. Yeah, he's funny as hell. It's the God's honest truth. Many of you may know the Michael Savage because of the connection with Don and Mike Mm -hmm. when I believe the Belcher called him on his uh, MSNBC MSNBC show. show. And then he said, I hope you get...
3: Well, here's what happened. Uh, the guy called in to the Michael Savage uh, TV show, and sa- it was uh, it was a subject on airplanes and flights and everything. And he called in, and was like, blah blah blah, you know, kind of set up like a topic that you want to talk about. And then he said, and dynamite Mike should take your place because you blah 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 blah, you got dumped out. And then uh, Michael Savage says, "Are you a sodomite? You and- should get uh, you-, you should get AIDS and die." you blank
1: um, yeah um and that that got on a sausage that kind of stuff yeah and then he gets, ends up getting removed all right yeah but he is a shock jock mm-hmm. really in the, grand, in the grand scheme of things so anyway uh, he says this is weak and it's made national news you know what i mean and um autistic parents are just livid yeah at him and what it is he said which isn't worth repeating here because in in the honest truth it was it was in poor taste it wasn't exactly correct but I also understand that he's a guy that's an entertainer. You know, yeah. I get it. I mean, that's what we do. So, but this is, there's a there's a broader thing at work here that I'm trying to get to. So anyway, as the program director, I'm beginning to get flooded with calls and with emails about how we should remove this guy from our radio station. And I have said, no, we're not. So yesterday, I'm on the phone with a, a woman... Who is with a local autistic organization, yelling at me, begging for me to take off mm-hmm. this the savage guy, okay? And so I tell her, I go listen, I go, and I, I explain my situation like I've just explained it to you. But I go, and she points to Imus and what happened with Imus, all right? And again with Imus, I think what he said was actually insensitive. I actually understand why it hurts a little bit more uh, with that whole comment. Um, but to be perfectly honest with you... It wasn't fireable. I don't think he should have lost his job. So, she brings up the IMA situation. And here's what I say to her. I go, listen to me, lady. I go, what came out of that? What came out of the IMA situation? What did uh, did uh, uh, everybody accomplish? What What was accomplished? What was the end game? What was the payoff, mm. if you will? And she didn't really... Well, you know, he got fired. Really? He... He he got a payout, he got a nine-month vacation, he became relevant again, and he's making more money at a different radio station. Mm -hmm. So really, in the grand scheme of things... The payoff was for Imus, not not the uh, groups trying to get him kicked off. Exactly. And I said, you are legitimizing this. You are giving this the power. And I told her, and I stood up, now whether or not... He ends up getting removed by his network, which I don't think is going to happen. I know my station is going to stand by him. The bigger point to this is even though people say stuff that we don't agree with, we got to stop calling for them to lose their
3: jobs. Because- and I know it's not really a free speech thing, but it kind of is in the fact that if you don't agree with it, you should have a discussion about it, not try to get it removed completely from the airwaves. It- you have to be more tolerant of stuff you don't like than do like.
1: Exactly. And no one no one you can't say anything about anyone anymore. The whole, the best thing to come out of that IMUS situation is for about two weeks we were able to talk about race. We're talking about race again. And kind of understanding it. This autism thing, people are talking about autism and they're actually trying to understand it a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was trying to tell her. I go, You look at guys like Imus and Savage or the hideout or whoever and you use them as points of reference to have a discussion. But people don't like to have a discussion anymore. They just want to go yank people off the air. And that's why they I They want to s- flex their muscles. They don't want to...
3: It, it is just a... a um, this guy's picking on me. I'm going to punch him in the
1: face. This woman goes, well, you don't think that we won't be able to take on the savage? Go, we, we've, we as parents have been fighting the CDC. We've been fighting the NIH. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to fight savage. I go... What's the most important fight there? The most important fight for you isn't some idiot on the radio. It's fighting the CDC and the NIH.
3: But a lot of people like to take the easier victories. Of course. Savage would be the easier victory. But again, what do you get out of it? It's one person you can point at and say he's the problem. When you're pointing at groups and everything, it's harder. So uh, it's natural for people to go, you know what? I can get my first victory. It's it's a setup fight. Hey. Like uh, Rocky Three, when uh, Mick was just throwing uh, Stallone out in front of all
1: these all these schlubs. Is, are we be- are we any better off as a society because Imus was pulled off? Are we any better off because any no. of these guys lost their jobs? Of course not. But again, no one wants to have the conversation. No one ever wants to point. So that's why I said me as a PD. I'm saying no. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry you got offended. I even invited her on my radio show to talk about it, to give her another forum. Mm -hmm. But we have to stop with the sissy factor. And let me tell you why. Let me just really quickly educate you about radio really quickly. And radio and where we are. And this is coming from a brilliant mind that's going to go get a master's and is a talk show host and a program director. Mm -hmm. Who's that? Uh, Me. Uh. El Jefe. Uh. Mm -hmm. So... You hear that these uh, these satellite companies have merged. Yep. Okay, so that's official. It's going to happen. Finally got approved. Which, to you and I, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I, you know,
3: I, I always just hate to see the industry get smaller. And this is a way it's going to get a little bit smaller. Um, a lot of the stations that kind of duplicate each other on those uh,
1: platforms... People are going to get fired, and I I never like that. And it cuts down the potential job for you and I, because now instead of two companies to choose from, it's one.
3: And it puts that those people losing their job out into the job market, where you know we right. have to compete more.
1: All right, but beyond that, mm-hmm. where radio needs to smarten up. And again, why I'm brilliant at this as a program director, is because if you continue to win, let these groups win, where does it stop? Where does it stop? What radio show does it stop at? What uh, television show does it stop at? What Internet website does it stop at? It's a slippery slope. And as radio, and as radio, Mm -hmm. we have to take a terrestrial radio, which I think is still fantastic. If we don't sissify it, if we don't lose our biggest names to satellite, because all this could do, you yank them off of there. Guess what? Savage will take his eight million listeners. Not all of them will go to satellite, but all of a sudden satellite's going to be looked at as the place where really freedom of speech exists. Mm -hmm. If we don't begin to stand up as companies and as PDs and as hosts and say, were you offended? Yes. Was it indecent? No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you were offended. Use us as the example to have a discussion. If you're talking about anything with
3: substance, someone's going to be offended. Whatever. Someone's going to be offended. Republicans, if you're, Democrats, whatever. It, religious, atheists, any, anybody. If you're talking about anything that has anything to do with any importance in the world, there's going to be two sides of that issue. And you're, if you take one of the sides, you're going to piss off the other side.
1: And so, you know what? you got to be a little more thick-skinned. And that's the thing, too. It's not in a specific affront on you and your situation with you and your autistic child. Yeah, even they, though you people, think People it take
3: it way... They,
1: they, they, they give it, it too much
3: power. And they take it way too personally. Like like Savage or Imus is talking to them directly. Now, Imus was talking to people directly. He had uh, a few people he called out. But like with uh, Savage, he wasn't talking about any like uh, specific autistic kid. He was making a broad statement.
1: And again... I think that's even part of the point. Even going back, too, to us talking earlier about the girl with no face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 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 this whole situation of, oh, come on, you're being a little too rough on him. No. We're here. We're commentators. And the parents have put this kid out for the media. And once to- you do that. You're really fair game. Are you! For the media to talk about, you can't expect that you're going to put a kid out like this and it's only going to be red roses and that it's only going to be that opinion as opposed to the opinion of you parents are lunatics and how could you put this kid out there and how awful is that life going to be? And that is the bigger scope of the sissification. People hate real conversations. Of course they do. No one wants to have a real conversation. No one wants to have an actual meaningful conversation. And that's the bigger problem. And that's why I, I point at you, and you know, jokingly, because I know you like to have these conversations about you and being buried in the distraction mm-hmm. of video games. Yeah. But if you weren't, more people like you who dig stuff like this would stand up. That's why you have the what, the people against censorship who stood up before for O and A yeah. in these various situations. And that's why you gotta have more of that. You gotta push back. You gotta realize, as was validated by a federal court, that this stupid fines for our company and the Super Bowl when you and I were at WJFK before When this happened. We were wow. doing an event for WJFK.
3: Yeah, when this happened,
1: it was... The Janet Jackson situation. It was the end of the
3: world, basically. Of course! Everybody thought... And and look at it now. It's been dropped. Um, it, it really shows that the companies are giving the FCC all this power by buckling. They're giving uh, these uh, these people who... These advocacy the, groups? Yeah, who, who do mass emails... And mass letter campaigns where they get people who didn't even hear the comment just to write because uh, they're all part of this little group. And that's
1: just, I mean, again, uh, Phil Graham, and I don't know if you're listening to The Hideout you know who he is, but he's a guy who was a senator before, etc., etc. But he said, we're a nation of whiners, and he caught some flack for it. And he's completely right. We are a nation of whiners mm-hmm. and sissies. And, again, going. thank goodness... This court threw out this stupid fine because, again, if you were watching that, you didn't really see anything.
3: Drudge is the person to blame for that. The Internet is the person to blame because that's where you could actually get the close-up of a booby. The close-up, the freeze-frame, and just uh, it it was all pointed out to you with with little arrows all over the Internet. That's when people got offended. I would
1: would say most of the uh, complaints came in next day. And the other thing, too, is, again, going back to the conversation and some of these places standing up and saying, well, oh, what about the children? This is awful for the children. First of all, we're overvaluing children way too much. Secondly, what about the children? It's a boob. So many of them have seen them very close up. Finally, you have the conversation of, wow, look at that. Janet Jackson is a sad person. Here's the problem. Something wrong mentally with Janet Jackson, uh, you know, my little one, little jefe. Mm-hmm. The problem is that, you know, she has low self-esteem, so she goes out there, she takes off her clothes. She needs she, something to make her feel better and, and get her attention again. That's the conversation you have. Mm-hmm. And, and then you move on. Also,
3: your kids are going to be exposed to that someday. They aren't going to be kids
1: forever, so why not prepare them for when they aren't going to be a kid? But the problem, and again, I'm glad, this is what the hideout is for. And, and ideally, honestly, for the hideout to be what it really should be, genuinely it should be on satellite. Uh, you know, it should be uncensored, because otherwise, I mean, you, we still have rules in the hideout. Mm-hmm. But again, to say stuff like this, and that's really what's most important, because I know if you're listening, you're a like-minded person, or you realize, you see through the hypocrisy. You and I, at the very beginning, saw how stupid these fines were. We saw how stupid the Imus thing was. I see right now how stupid the savage thing is, mm-hmm. and I see it. And you are able to actually turn around... A person very upset about it that autistic woman she yes. sat down or the the mother of the organization she sat down we had a thirty minute conversation and had her eating out of my hand by the time it was because over because you
3: can't you have the truth on your side so it is it, you can't you can't get around that
1: and I yep. go you listen it's I, your situation sucks I wouldn't I could not tell you I don't think again what he said was right, but it's about the bigger picture. And when is it that we finally stand up and say enough is enough? Now, should so I am of the opinion, by the way, mm-hmm. that nothing should be off limits when it comes mm-hmm. to the radio. I think you should and be able comedy. to. And comedy, radio comedy, nothing should be off limits. It's not the people's airwaves. The people's airwaves thing, that thing, it's nowhere. It, they're not the people's airwaves. They're genuinely not. That is a made-up phrase. It is not real. Maybe public radio down in the uh,
3: 88 uh, range. That's your airwaves. If you want to do something, go buy time there.
1: But th- th- these are corporate airwaves. But the thing about this Keep them. is to the point of, again, why are you letting words hurt you? You are giving the word power. Mm-hmm. You are giving the phrases power. And that is the bigger issue there. That no one wants to talk about because it's easier.
3: We're we're such. It's a... easier to fight one little radio talk show host and get him kicked off the air and feel good about yourself, feel like you accomplished something when actually you just set your cause back. Exactly. You've made people hate you. Exactly. Hate you and never be sympathetic to your uh, your plight. When
1: and when there are bigger fish to fry, genuinely bigger mm. fish fish to fry. Catfish. Hmm. I know, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. But I think that was the thing. So, anyway, anyone can go here, but I, I feel like here in the hideout in Washington, D.C., on WJFK, um, and in our format, if it's just FM talk or if it's AM talk or whatever. And you know what it is? And What's here's, that? The, here's the genuine thing I'm not afraid of getting fired. I've no. been fired before. Yeah. I, I don't define myself by my job. You know what I mean? I don't do that anymore. I did that once. And especially with Blood this. Blood heartache. With this PD gig that I have, I even said they pull Savage off. I'm done because I don't want to work on. I don't want to work in radio. Mm. Now I'll still work here. Maybe I'll go do something else. But I'm not going to work at that station if Savage gets pulled off. Uh, now that's only if
3: uh, Savage is pulled off by the owners at that station. Exactly. Not, okay.
1: not if he's pulled off by uh, by his company, T R A. And again, I just at some point you got to stand up. But that's the problem, though. Too many management types. Too many company types. Too to many people afraid of losing their jobs. And for what? When are you finally going to stand up and say, "I am going to be"? I am looking at this rationally, mm-hmm. and this is what needs to be done. And that's where you go. Now, uh, there. I want to
3: bring up a story to you, uh, a sensitivity story. Um, there was these license plates in Arkansas. Did you see this this story? <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Um, this this middle aged, not even mid-twenties, uh, white girl takes her license plate that she just got from the DMV into there and says, I can't believe you guys gave this to me. This is racist. The license plate said 018 NGR. And she said, this is racist. I would never put this on my car. This is ridiculous. So they're going through pulling hundreds of license plates off the street because they have that three-letter, um, you know, NGR on the on the tag. That combination,
1: yeah. I I, I got a high out download over here. Okay. You wanna play it for you? Yeah. All right. A license
0: plate yanked all because of the letter combination. This is the Arkansas plate one driver received and then complained. She says it suggests the N word. I
1: right, hold on a second. So now you can't even say or see the word. You can't even play Mad Libs with it. No, you can't. If, if, if you were playing Boggle
3: and you shook that thing up and those three letters came up with each other, you'd be like, I can't play this game anymore. It's racist. Look at that. Look at that letter combo. I Just am a- outraged. Imagine putting this on my car.
0: Employee and plate vendor screened the state-issued plates for offensive or derogatory combinations. Two black men shown the same tags found nothing wrong with the plate.
2: Uh, I mean, just this is a no. Why? I mean, it's nothing. They just let us on like the tag, you know? The Arkansas
0: Office of Motor Vehicles says it not only has to worry about offending those issued the plate, but also people who might see the tag on cars they pass on the highway.
3: It so doesn't they, even say the word. So they asked black people. Black people said, that ain't offensive. But white people who have this white guilt and are so afraid to be called racist. They And that's the epitome of racism, when you're afraid to be called racist because you think that these uh, people are going to shoot you. That because woman they think is you're racist
1: bo- for seeing that word. Yes, <laughs> and,
3: and, and I, I know that probably you're going to hate me for saying this, but it's, a, it's that liberal mentality of I can't offend anybody. I need everything to be peachy and make sure that everyone's so happy and so... Uh, copacetic with everything that i i need to make sure that
1: not the I, i'm only not offended but everyone's not offended well you're partially right i mean that whole liberal thing you're right i mean that is the cause yeah. to where you can't say certain things like that now on the other side you got conservatives too who are the oh, ones who are up in arms about this janet jackson booby situation mm-hmm. so now we have an entire country but where you-, you can't say certain things you can't see anything here's the thing
3: the right wing, they hate nudity. They hate body parts. The left wing, they hate words. They hate, uh, you know, swear, uh, not swearing. They hate, you know, any kind of word that has any racial undertones. Not undertone even words.
1: It. It's just like pieces of the word, yes. letters in a wrong combination. Pretty soon you're going to be able to say the n word. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure in some places you can't. There have been words that have been taken away from us. But, again, no one cares. No mm-hmm. one stands up. No one says anything. No one, no one's outraged by it. No, one, And I don't understand why. And that, again, is why I hearken back to why I want to go get my master's degree in media studies in mass comm and eventually mm-hmm. maybe a doctorate so I can point out this whole thing and where it's from. And, and have ma- a little weight behind yourself. And, and maybe I can actually then uh, discuss this with people that are academics as opposed to where we are right now in the sissification. and again as terrestrial radio we got to look out because there is another there's another form out there
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and honestly too you got the internet too yep and internet radio becoming a realistic possibility and you're cutting off your nose to spite your face bring us background to the girl with no face <laughs> we'll be back after this it is the hideout heaven dubs 106.7 wjfk
0: the hideout with El Hefe and J Dubs. I'm starting to think you might be communists. The hideout. The hideout. El Hefe and J Dubs. Caution, retard's in area. The hideout.
1: Coming down the home stretch for a Saturday. It's the hideout Hefe and Dubs 106.7 WJFK. Get the laughs out. Even though I spent the last half hour preaching. Cut the music off. Cut it. All right, bring it back. Um, you want to get in here in the last half hour? 800-636-1067.
3: Let's, 800-636-1067. Let's talk to my best friend,
0: Joe Ardinger. Hey, a, man Joe. That, a man that understands me.
1: Hey
3: there,
0: Mr. Howdy, Ardinger. Howdy.
1: Howdy, y'all.
0: What's happening, my man? Oh, you know, just mourning the loss of Estelle Getty. Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I I actually did feel very bad about that. I I actually I was gonna
0: I ask I was gonna ask you, Jay Dubs, when mm. did you come out of the closet? I didn't. It was <laughs> it was earlier this hour. We heard no. it in the, in the minutes. Oh my god! But I do have a Golden Girls memory, mm-hmm. and it is so funny. Uh, I I lived with this chick back in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. And every night I would come home from work as a contractor. I'd come home about seven o'clock, and she'd be watching the goddamn Golden Girls. <laughs> And it was, and I, she was deepest spit, and I just it it was either kill myself, kill her, or or leave. And I finally broke up with her, and I'll never forget that every night the goddamn golden day.
3: <laughs> Now, if you if you go to my uh, blog, Joe, mm-hmm. uh, yardstickofdeath.com, dot right. com, my uh, my sig pick up there is actually a uh, picture of a tattoo. That is Mount Rushmore, but instead of the president's faces, it's the faces of each golden girl Right? I'm
0: Mount Rushmore. You're such an ass. Is that your tattoo? No,
3: I wish. I, I saw a thing. I'm like, if I thought of that first, I would have that thing going all the way across my tramp stamp. That... <laughs>
0: That's for the just, next. Just night. below Indianapolis. Yes. <laughs> right. What's What's coming up tonight on Joe Radio? Hey, listen, oh, morning I am. I haven't been this excited to have a guest on in a long time. My guest tonight is Dr. Barbara Romberg, and she's the founder of something of an organization called Give an Hour. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it it sets up a network of uh, mental health care professionals to to uh, give an hour of their time to. Um, Military war vets you know Iraq oh, and, nice. Afghan war vets that are, are struggling with it and this is an issue that i 've had on my show, and I, I swear I get emotional I might cry tonight i 'm serious when I start talking about it 's what I call the unknown cost of the war, which are these kids coming home and they don 't have the the health, the mental health care that they really need
3: yeah well I, I feel silly talking about madden all night you're actually talking about stuff that matters
1: yeah, i'm talking good, about how much money i'm spending on madden good for you joe that's a, that is and it is because you know we got walter reed and obviously you know yeah. they can listen and it's it is comp- you're so dead on just how we don't even take that into consideration even guys who come home unscathed you know and exactly they, don't, they still have that burden
0: Absolutely. Of what they
1: saw over there and the friends that they lost over there,
0: it's I mean, it, it's a wound that's the same as losing a hand or being shot. I mean, it really is. It's it's all the same.
3: All right, well there it is, Joe. Hey, Radio. A lot. hey Joe. Yeah, thank you for being a friend. Hey, stop it. We've traveled <laughs> down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a friend and a confidant.
1: Thank but you for being a friend. Five thousand. 5,000. <laughs> so, there it is, Joe. Radio coming if, up. If Joe
3: threw a party and invited everyone he knew, all right, stop it. You he hack. would see. The biggest gift would be from me. Now I want to leave. And the card attached would say thank you for being a friend.
1: Hey, um, I know you had something serious you wanted to talk about, too. Uh, some guy from NASA or something? Yes. Uh, NASA, uh, there was
3: a whole story on aliens and how they are here, quote, unquote, or we know they're around, which I've been talking about for a while. I'll, I'll just play the clip real quick for you. And uh, just hideout do, download. Yeah, hideout download.
2: Phenomenon is real, although it's been covered up by our government for quite a long time. <laughs> whoa! And Hang on a minute. Well, this is big. Uh, so, I'm, I, I did, I, I'm, whoa, this this is this, all of this is quite a shock to me. Well, I'm sorry you haven't been reading the papers recently. It's starting to open up quite a bit. So you're telling me. That Well, there's a lot of information to take on board. Hang on a minute. Um, I I mean, listen, I've I've heard, like, uh, you know, crazy UFO nuts tell me this kind of thing before. I've never had Dr. Ed Mitchell, uh, uh, you know, the the sixth man to walk on the moon, uh, a respected scientist in his own right, uh, announce to me that that we've been visited by aliens and that they, they definitely are out there. There's no debating it. Well, that's the first time you've ever talked to me, or I've told you about it before. I knew, and I've told
3: everybody, that aliens are out there. They have been coming across our border nonstop for what? a I long will... time. No, 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 no. They've been, they've been destroying our workforce. They have been they say they do jobs
1: that white people don't want to do. Okay, you're confused. And now mm. I understand why you got war on in the background. He's not talking about illegal aliens He's talking about extraterrestrial aliens. Those ones
3: usually stay there. They, If they are that well-educated... They don't come over here. We get like uh, the criminal aliens. Stop. You're an idiot.
1: What? You're an idiot. He's obviously. I saw this story earlier before. It has nothing to do with illegals crossing over here and taking jobs. This is about extraterrestrials and the government covering it up here in the United well, I States. I do agree that the government has to put that, that fence up so we can stop it from happening. A fence is not going to stop a spaceship, and that's what he's talking about. Spaceship. ET. Not S-A-E-T. E-T. He, no, that 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 was uh, Martian. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Why did he say that? You're such an ass. All right, it is the Hideout. Hefan dubs 106.7 WJFK. So for you, then, uh, you hear a guy talking about aliens, you automatically think Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, he, this is a guy. Sixth man
3: to walk on the moon. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I guess now that is relevant. I thought, you know, why, why does that matter? Why am I listening to this guy over anybody else? But, uh, as it but, comes to illegal
1: immigration. Yeah, but now we're, we're talking about Martians. sure. So he says, though, that we have been hiding this whole time the fact that aliens have been here. He says they're peaceful. I don't, you don't have to play it back within context because that British uh, DJ annoyed me.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we get this huge revelation. Out of the six man who walked on the moon And his only thing is Whoa Like it's
1: uh, fast times Now you know though that this is true though right I'm, I'm sure There's I mean, no doubt that aliens have been here They're probably walking amongst well, you us You go on YouTube you see
3: many clips Of people who caught this stuff on tape Lights in the sky All that kind of stuff why um, wouldn't you think it's real? Why do you always think it's a joke? I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have doctored up footage, but there's old footage before you could doctor up that I can't imagine could be done.
1: By the way, this even says to me, too, that beyond anything else, this points out how stupid and trivial people getting upset over words is when not only is it in the grand scheme of the world, but you also, too, the grand scheme of the universe... You understand what I'm saying? Like, there, there, is, there is life outside of us. There is more than Earth. And you and your child, autistic or not, are not the most important thing on this Earth. You're just not in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things. So why let everything upset you so much? Because people feel the need to blame others.
3: If, if we did find out this is completely true and that the government knows about it and everything, and they say they're peaceful... How many people would actually believe that? And how many people would... Well, after that, after the lying to us this far, how of many, course
1: not. Wait, but you wouldn't believe they are friendly? I believe they probably have already been here, like he says. I believe that they may be around us. They probably have uh, technology that's way beyond us. Mm-hmm. So they would have already destroyed us if they wanted to.
3: Do you think that's where we got the cell phone from? Their technology? Do you think a lot of our technology has spurred? Because... The two biggest things that have spurred uh, uh, some of the greater inventions of our time are the uh, military and NASA. Right. Do you think NASA's gotten most of theirs from uh, these
1: aliens? It's possible. It's not out of the realm of uh, possibility. I mean, really, when you think about it, why not? Why, who Who in the right mind, okay, who in their right mind, and a lot of times it's Christians. Have you noticed this? It's people that are well, Christian.
3: That really, that really tests your faith because there really is nothing in the Bible about other life. So that does test your faith on if, uh, if this is true, have I been living but a lie.
1: These people will believe in this imaginary man out there that's watching everything and hearing and seeing everything in heaven and in hell. Mm-hmm. They'll believe in these things that you cannot quantify that there is no proof of. But they would fail to realize that there may actually be life out in a universe that actually exists. It's a lot. The whole thing is just illogical. It is it is stupid to think that we are alone. Like, if you think that's still here in 2008, you're a nincompoop to the nth degree. I don't
3: think that they are as smart as as we think. Blue aliens? Yeah,
1: they gotta be. I hope they are.
3: Because if they're that smart, they will put us out of our misery by now. No, they've looked at us and said, "You know what? There's no help in this.
1: They're self-destructive." But they're probably smart enough to say, why do I care? Why am I going to get involved? Let's just watch them destroy themselves.
3: You or think, do you think we're just one big reality show for them? And that's where reality shows came from. Uh, the government saw how much they were laughing at us, and they said, you know what, we can laugh at ourselves too, so we'll start making Survivor. And Hogan
1: knows best. Mm-hmm. And telling you, that is part of it. If you were higher evolved, why would you care? Again, that goes back to the whole discussion we were having a second ago. If you're higher evolved and you can see the forest from the trees, mm-hmm. you can realize what really matters and what doesn't. What do I care if you humans are down there destroying each other, blowing each other up, whatever? What, it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. as a higher evolved alien, so... Why am I gonna get involved? Do what you want to do. I got no business going down there and getting involved with you guys. You'll destroy yourselves eventually. Whatever. And thank you for saying up earlier. I like that. Um, but you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: I just think it makes the most sense in the world. Uh, it, if you, yeah, it, people who don't think that there is our stuff out there, they they are just self-centered. That is the only thing that that they are the biggest thing in the universe, and the comprehension that there might be more out there just kind of diminishes their self-worth, so
1: screw it. There is nothing else out there. I had to have this talk earlier this week, and I had to say, you are not as important as you think you are. You just are not. You, your autistic kid, you, and if you see your wife having sex with another guy, and then you go and you throw a screwdriver through his eye, which happened this week, and the guy dies, and you're on the run from the law, in the grand scheme of things, so what? Genuinely, so what? Why Now you have committed murder, and you're running away, and your life's over. Mm-hmm. Over what? One woman out of possibly three billion on this earth? Mm-hmm. You are not that important. Your family is not that important in the grand scheme of things. Do you want to still live a good life? Do you want things to be good? Yes. But there are certain things within your control. Handle that business.
3: That's what always kills me about people who have to have kids, and they have to further their life. I mean, it, I can understand... If you're like, you know what, I hate doing lawn work. I need to have a kid. But if they say, you know what, I am so good and so important and my my uh, DNA just needs to live on because I think you know a world without my children wouldn't be a world at all. Right. Those people are the ones that
1: piss me off. I can understand people are like... They're you know delusional. What? Yeah. They're delusional. And that to me is just what's really disturbing by the whole way we've all become to think that we're way more important than we genuinely are. And it's sickening. It's sickening beyond a shadow of a doubt. We don't see the bigger picture because you have offended me and my kid. Now, all of a sudden, things that we used to stand for, we don't stand for anymore. Mm -mm. Are you serious? Is that really the world you want to live in? Then guess what? That's not the world I want to live in. I'll punch out. I'll go to my suicide shop and I'll just make it happen like that. Because guess what? When I'm dead and when I'm gone... The world will go on. As much as I don't want it to, it will absolutely go on. And you'll be aware
3: of it because your body dies first, but your mind keeps on going. That's why you shouldn't donate your
1: organs. That's why you're a clown, and that's why I hate you.
2: All right, that does it.
1: Hmm. I didn't mean to end on such a um, serious note. I know we're supposed to be giving you the laughs, but every once in a while there's an education that comes with it. That's why when I see a guy like Carlin who's dead, You know, and it was one of those last few beacons of getting that kind of information and that self-awareness out there. That's why it saddens me. You know what I mean? And then we lose another great comedian, um, Estelle Getty. Mm. So it's like, where do you go from here? Who's next? We still have Michael Savage.
3: Dr. Savage is still out there, and that means it's a world
1: worth living in. Just don't listen to him if you're in D.C. Listen to Jim Rome. That's all I ask of you. Okay. All right, well, that'll do it for a Saturday night. This is fun. I mean, the boys weren't here, but we still had a good time, you and me.
3: You know what? We uh, we brought the boys in because um, we talked to each other a lot. We were living in the same place for a little bit, but now we're living apart, so it kind of feels like the hideout of old.
2: Yeah,
1: well, I, haven't, I don't talk to you during the weekend anymore, mm-hmm. despite the fact that you and I are coworkers. I talk to you even less now. Yeah. And I've really come to find that I don't miss the conversation. No, because we're just
3: saying filler. It's just like this show. Our whole week when we talk to each other is filler.
1: Yeah, that's all it is. That's all life. And you know what? Honestly, that's all life is. You are just filling time. You are killing time until it's over. That doesn't mean it has to be a bad life. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try to go out and have a good life. But remember, you're just filling time. Mm -hmm. And that's all you're doing right now. It's a matter of how you want to spend that time. And even if you want to spend it playing video games. Which I do. Or not. Hey, next week we're going to debut something new, uh, Hideout TV. We'll have that for you next week. I don't want to talk about it this week, but we'll debut it next week. And we'll put up the link on WJFK.com.
3: It's very exciting. It's something that you can fill your week with.
1: Fill your time with. Mm -hmm. Fill your time, kill your time with the Hideout. The podcast will be up in about 24 to 48 hours. Uh, and otherwise, you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Stay tuned for Joe Radio. Joe Radio's got some really good, classy stuff on the way. Uh, talking about stuff that's important, including our veterans Mm -hmm. and, uh, the different things that they have to go through. Very important, very important show Joe Radio is doing up here in just about 10 minutes. Otherwise, Dubs, you got any plans for the week? I'm gonna go see the X-Files movie. I'm going to a a documentary. I'm going, uh,
3: about an hour and a half away. Uh, tonight pick it up a couch
1: maybe some nanny Act. yeah couch and cooch good job i'm very excited for you <laughs> for finally leaving your house all right wjfk.com go there you can post something about the show on the comment section we approve it all the good and the bad uh, as long as you don't curse i guess that's yeah. the big thing you can get the podcast and you get links to all the various stuff that you and your friends will need until next time By the way, Sideshow, stay tuned because we do have one final hideout minute that I will be doing, filling in for the Kid McLovin, who should be back next week along with the Satchel Patch. You guys have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll see you next time in the hideout Saturday at 6 on 106.7 WJFK. Until then, we out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. Stay tuned for that minute.
0: To the floor, step on them lord, step on them, lord, kick him to the floor, cause I I'll be smacking my hoes. I'll be smacking my hoes. i be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I 5,000. It's time for the hideout minutes with the kid McLovin.
1: In for the Kid and I am El Jefe for the Hideout Minutes. In the last hour of the Hideout, we learned how brilliant I am, how much cojones I have as a program director. We heard that J-Dub swindled his way into an associate program director position, mm-hmm. and that he has officially now come out I am- and will be heading to California soon to marry the man of his dreams,
2: Mario Lopez. Until next time, right, 5, 5,000.
0: 5